When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a light on podcast. I'm talking to uh, Remy Vega, who has been on the show before, and my buddy Chad, known as Chadasana, and that's all he goes by because he's got to be special like that, uh, <laughs> like Prince. I just have <laughs> like, one name. <laughs> just put it down to a symbol, man. Just I know. Like, eh? Yeah, and then everybody can like try and decipher whether the symbol is satanic or not. Yeah, <laughs> like a triangle. <laughs> Um, so I guess, I don't know. What do you guys want to, want to start with today? Uh, we've been talking a lot about symbolism lately and, um, especially within the, you know, like the truth community. What do you guys think overall of like, you know, the sort of symbolic language that happened? Do you think it's, it's happening in the, in the truth, uh, community on a, on a low level, how um how aware should we be of these things? How much yeah, do you I think, think it's really out there? Chad, if you wanna if you wanna hit this first, but I do wanna I do wanna know. I think that there's like a um sure. between the three of us there's some variance in like, you know, we're in, in like in various uh degree of interpretation on on this sort of stuff. So I think it'll be interesting. I think you know sure. what I mean, just like full transparency to have the conversation about the agreements and disagreements as well because I think that there are some, you know what I mean? Just because yeah. there's, yeah, I think, yeah. And that, but I, I definitely want to hear Chad, like kind of well, real quick. So based on, uh, you know, my decade long foray into researching this kind of stuff. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's not really a secret that these people who belong to these sort of occulted secret societies. And when I say occulted, I don't, mean nefarious or anything like that occult just means that it's hidden hidden knowledge um but that these people uh speak to one another using signs and symbols this is how they communicate so to me the signs and symbols are significant now of course there's going to be uh you know regular quote-unquote people who aren't part of these uh sort of secret societies or these occulted um channels of knowledge who unwittingly may use these symbols or like i can use myself as an example because i i was uh deep into yoga and yogic philosophy you know i i did the i'm trained in it uh and been teaching it and, and doing it for like seven years um before i had a, a little bit of a flip in terms of my spiritual my own personal spiritual inclinations so i would use mudras or hand gestures uh that would be considered satanic to a conspiracy theorist but from my perspective as a quote-unquote yogi it's like no that's just uh it's a hand gesture it's a mudra and it's and these are the intentions behind it um and i used to catch i used to catch flack from uh like christian people that would tell me that you know yoga is satanic and um 
your your it's like a doctrine of the devil or whatever they would say and at the time back then i would kind of like mock at, mock them and, and like scoff at that and and uh dismiss it uh as like well this guy just doesn't know what, what he's talking about you know seven years later down the road or eight years later down the road now i'm starting to understand where they're coming from with it now i i don't necessarily agree that anybody who goes to a yoga class and enjoys a, a you know a class of movement and stretching is engaging in satanic ritual or anything like that right. but i understand where that christian perspective is coming from now um uh, on like a, a surface level in terms of like in terms of like the the philosophies espoused and the ideology and the ideas within it and and where their root origins are from and now that i i take that position based on uh based on my opinion i suppose um of the bible so like now when I look at biblical text, I, I don't see it as like a book of allegories or whatever, like I used to, I see it more as like historical, well, some of it anyways, because there's different texts that have different literary styles and writing styles, but I, I see it as um, uh, like a historical text as opposed to allegorical. Yeah, let's probably save that <laughs> that for for maybe like toward the end, because I think that's like probably one of our biggest disagreements um like let's let's not go too into the biblical stuff um because you could spend like you know eight episodes on that um but that is a foundation though that i think you know what i mean yeah sure you have to like sort of reference it of course um um but yeah with what you were saying like i think um i think context and intent like absolutely matters with these things right like you can't just go around saying like everybody's doing yoga is like satanic and yeah that's what i was getting at yeah, so I think that's that's the thing that I, you know, really wanted to talk about to start off with is, you know, I like I post some things sometimes of like interesting symbolism, whether it's in like the the um, kind of low level truth community or like in, or Hollywood elites, whatever, you know, and um, I think people automatically think that. I, you know, I absolutely just picked out one symbol, one thing, and, and I'm jumping to a conclusion when the truth really is that I've, you know, I've, I've seen patterns in these things. I've seen, you know, multiple symbols used and they all kind of sort of, uh, you know, support each other uh, after a while. And there, then there's, you know, there's other things, you know, context clues and, and things that that support that theory and it's all and you know it's always just like really a theory right because you know unless you're following someone around or like you know they're getting checks from like bill gates or the cia or, or whatever you want to believe then yep. you don't really 100 percent know but um but yeah if you keep if you see like a consistent pattern of symbolism and like and especially if you know that person is aware of you know this sort of symbolic language that is used out there then you have to kind of wonder, well, like, you know, they're not ignorant on the subject. You have to wonder, like, why, why did they go ahead? Why do they keep yeah. doing that? You and know what I mean? To that point, too, um, I, the pattern recognition thing, it's, it's not only like that, they, that they're, you know, employing these, 
these symbols and these signs, but also the uh, ideas and the rhetoric that they're using as well. Um, and I would also add to, to your point about uh, context and intent matters. I would say, yeah, intent in context absolutely does matter. But at the same time, regardless of like my intent as a yoga guy using these mudras, they're, I, I can't, I can't, can't change divorce. the derivation of it. Yeah, like I can't, I can't divorce or uh, I can't separate the foundational sort of meaning of these things from like my own, my own preferences and my own sort of inclinations of of what they mean and how I'm using them. Sure. Yeah, and I think, but the when it comes to something that's like a shape or like. Um, <laughs> you know, or a, a certain configuration of your fingers or hands or, or something like that. I, I would, I would say that, 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 that itself is just simply a shape, right? It's, and then, and then there's, and then next, you know, there's the, the interpretation of various, various spiritual, you know, schools that right. have maybe, and then you can't really, you, I would say you can't really, um, you can't remove that context to a certain degree but then there also is the question of like is the and that's where it does come into that question of, of like where's your where's your, your your bottom line you know do you are you like what's your belief system and worldview because um that will play into how how you can um further interpret those you know the use of those things in their various in their various cases i think that like intention is important but also intention doesn't matter when the underlying axiom is inherently either untrue or immoral that's kind of you know what i mean and i i think that that's that's kind of the um the thing that i try to identify when it comes to something like that because i mean there i mean if i have a business card that i made a few years ago and i was fully aware of of symbolism and you know and i have been for i've been i'm going on like 15 years of you know you know i started off with like jordan maxwell stuff you know so it's like mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 I was definitely like, and I think I made those business cards probably about five, five, six years ago. And I was definitely aware of it, but I was just, I was like, Hey, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I'm going to try to use it in a different way. That was my idea, you know? So it's like, but I'm forthcoming about it, you know? So that's, that's the thing is that I'm very, I'm, I'm pretty upfront about why, you know, I, I decided to use like the, you know, the Celtic tree of life or whatever, you know? So it's like, and the intersecting triangles for the, the, the shield of David or whatever the, um, you know, the male and female intersecting triangles of like the, they right, call right. It, the, the star of David or the shield of David or whatever. Right. But, um, yeah. So I think, you know, and I, I think that's like, as you're saying, kind of like, it's like, there is a context to it. So, um, yeah, I think that maybe with certain things, there may be like a, there may be like a, a, a no way, like, no, you can't, you can't really yeah. like reclaim certain things, you know? And, yeah. Um, not, you know, I, I think that of, that has to be a case by case basis where you kind of look at it and say, well, is that thing really reconcilable? Can you even like, can you purify that thing of it? I, I wouldn't say like in a Blake and say, you can't purify any type of, you know, so that I think that this is one of those things I think that we kind of have also differing opinions on, on the use and understanding and the core principles that are, and that are involved within um, you know, some of the occult literature or occult traditions. Um, yeah. But yeah. I, I think that there are certain things within there that are, that are completely just, I think most of it is essentially just neutral information. Some of it's totally wrong too, you know? So it's like yeah. in, in the question of what is your, your basis of judging that I think that's, and that's, again, we're not going to, you know, we'll say that for later, but yeah, so I do think, yeah, I think that 
sorry. So would you say like social kind of context matters? Like, I mean, we know like you can't kind of purify the swastika, right? The swastika was originally like a good, a symbol of good and like just a power symbol. The sun symbol. Yeah, sun symbols like the fertility and sun and and yes, yeah, so it was fortune. Yeah, those types of things. I think right. it was used a lot in mm-hmm. in like ancient times and you know um, centuries mm-hmm. ago. And but now, obviously, it has a way different connotation. You know, being used by the Nazis. So that's something that you definitely couldn't try and just kind of like revive. Yeah, it'd probably be yeah. And the <laughs> interesting the interesting to to thing too about the Nazis is that they inverted the original symbol. And that's interesting because, uh, you know, that's a, a common uh, sort of tenet of Luciferian or, Luciferianism yeah. or Satanism is that they, they take symbols or anything, really, and they invert it. So, like, you can look at the, the, how our society is structured where, you know, it's kind of like um, almost like a cliche now that, oh, you know, we're living in the upside down. And it's like, well, yeah, because we're under that kind of the rule of that those powers and principalities and they invert everything they want to invert the natural order of things and you don't even really need to invoke god or or the bible um specifically uh, to be able to recognize that either right yeah yeah and i i even i think that that's like that's really the it, it it could be in any it could be in any um you know presented form of of culture or religion or or um you know or even non-religion or you know you know sociological you know lumping and it could present itself through that because it's really that spirit of inversion itself that's like really the kind of like the 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 prime factor in it and that's and i mean it's like you see the same thing with yeah i mean so many different so I also think symbols. it's different too, like going back to some of the hand gestures or whatever configurations, you know, if you scroll through my Instagram page and you find like a, a yoga picture from like 2014 and I'm doing the, you know, the, the, uh, what do they call it in yoga? The, um, Jnana Mudra, I think they call it, but it's, it, the intention behind that is like that it, it closes off the cipher of energy within your body or whatever. Right. But so me doing that in, in like one of my yoga photos, I'm just some, you know, fucking nobody from Southern Ontario. It's, it's meaningless essentially. Right. Yeah. But then when I watch uh, like a, a press briefing and this, the premier of Quebec comes out in front of the cameras and he does one of these, like, <laughs> yeah. blatantly, like there, that, there's difference there. Right. It's like, Oh, what that guy's doing is different than what I'm doing. Right. Uh, and the intent behind it in my yoga photos yeah right? and there's people who would like screen cap this podcast right now of you doing that and would be like he's satanic he's you know so there's so there's yeah. A, yeah it's important to differentiate you know and that's why you need like a cluster of supporting evidence when you make these decisions and i hate when people think that i don't you know take a lot of things into account because there yeah. are i i have seen montages of people doing that symbol or like their left eye and a lot of them i can i can tell are just like people scratching their left eye you know yeah, <laughs> or like yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. it, it's, it's different like, when it starts to get into like when they're doing photo ops for like magazines like big magazines yeah. and shit like that then then you understand that you know the intent is a little bit different why they're doing it is different. And right. the people, like you said, because like not everybody in Hollywood is part of this cult and whatever, 
But when they go to do these photo ops, they're just following instructions. They're just doing what they're told. Yeah, that's like, what oh, that you was want my... to do this photo op. We need you to pose like this. Exactly. That I was just going to make that point. I've, I'm, I've been a photographer most of my life and, you know, they're very much directed. So how do you know it's like their choice that they're doing that or they're being directed by the photographer or the producers who are, you know, uh, funding that shoot? You know, they could very well be like, oh, yeah, we need them to do this, you know, like, so you can't just make, uh, you know, too many assumptions. But but absolutely like that, that is like a common theme throughout a lot of photo shoots, you know, big magazines, Mm -hmm. TV, whatever you name it. So movie posters. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then, you know, uh, as well, when you when you start looking into this stuff and we were talking, we were talking, uh, you know, privately about the double standards that get applied, but it's like any, any kind of like influencer personality or whatever that starts promoting this kind of stuff, because, uh, you know, they, I guess you can say since the advent of the internet, uh, we were making some of the people were making some of these comments in your live yesterday, um, that the, counterintelligence operations have to be a lot more extensive now because it's so easy for people to get information from a variety of different sources. So they have to have more, uh, you know, people or even just bots because now the AI is so sophisticated. You can have a a whole Instagram page with a, a, you know, an influencer personality. And that person is a completely made up fictional ai generated character and we wouldn't know the difference yep right and yeah i think a lot a lot of people give too much um you know credence to these really big accounts with i mean there yeah these there's people in like the the whatever truth health freedom community whatever you want to call it um that have like over a hundred thousand two hundred thousand followers i mean it's not that easy in this no. in this community to get that many followers um they and would you have can to be tell... super sorry finish your thought i was just going to say they have to be very super cognizant and uh and very crafty in in not to trigger algorithms or use keywords like yeah. you you have to be vi- almost like how alexandra does her videos on youtube where she just straight up will just mute certain words that they use or she'll she won't say it but probably she'll put it up on the screen right. like these yeah these types of things so they have to be super skillful to yeah. on instagram on a platform like instagram to be able to grow their account to that degree right you know where i'll i'll leave certain comments that'll get reported and and like my account gets flagged yeah right yeah and just like yeah a, and a generally it, you know, developed sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, just like uh, having like a generally developed um, understanding of how, how how marketing works and how to appeal to certain psychological, um, you know, characteristics and how to like, you know, mirror that and draw it to you. I, I'm not good at that at all. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. There's definitely, there's definitely, it takes, it takes something. Yeah. And not to say that there aren't people who do get you know, a little bit of a following, but I think um, I, I start to question anything beyond like 10, 15,000, to be honest. Um, I've only ever been able to like really make it to 
like 6,200, something like that. And I mean, you could argue that I'm just boring. I don't know, but I don't think I am. Um, <laughs> you know, a, lot, a lot of people seem to like my stuff when it's not completely shadow banned. Uh, but yeah, like the 100,000, 218,000 uh, certain doctor has, we've talked about, oh, uh, um, you know, and he's got his blue check mark. Uh, I, I'm not buying it, bro. And then you look at his comments, he's got like four comments. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's going on with the, you know, with that? And, and, you know, you can tell also by the way that they talk about it, that particular doctor I'm talking about is very much about clout, very much about followers, like uses it against you. Um, you know, he said I was a no one cause, uh, I have only 2000 on my, on my podcast account <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, you, you know, you just see where they're like, kind of, uh, their mind is at on that sort of thing. And, uh, it doesn't seem to fit. Well, I've seen some other, uh, like quote unquote truther accounts. Um, you know, like some people that, uh, that I even kind of, you know, quasi know, or that I talk to, uh, personally, um, you know, like I, I really like golden ladles, uh, Instagram page, for example, he's got like a considerable following. Um, but they, all these different pages too also have to have like multiple friggin' backup accounts. Yeah. Um, because they're constantly getting hammered by, by the, uh, algorithms and you know censorship or like the bots are are taking their posts down or whatever whatever yeah like personally i've been fortunate that i've i've yet to have a post taken down um just comments that i leave on other people's pages and it's always (laughs) other people's pages where there's a little bit of a cross in terms of viewership between like people who are awake to stuff and and people who are like yeah diet diet awoke or right still still you know trapped in in that alternative mainstream kind of matrix right yeah that's true i've had that happen to my comments on on pages exactly like that yeah and it's mostly people who report the diet walkers who report you yeah yeah but yeah so i mean and i i got some flack too uh, from when i was uh calling out david martin i got a ton of flack from people (laughs) in comments yeah you know but like to Remy's point about like, you can't really um, uh, appropriate or, or purify certain symbols. That's like the, you know, the eye of Providence or whatever, and how David Martin has it tattooed on himself and he's got it on his bow tie and, you know, the, the yeah. Masonic logo that he has for his company, which is like, yeah, it's over the top Masonic. Like Masonic. Absurd. Yeah. And then, but then when you look into his, into his background, and uh like that pdf article that i found that i passed on to you um like that person started their research just reading his david martin's own biography on his own webpage and then followed those leads and that's how he was able to find like what his mk or who is involved with that mcam company uh or his that he used to work for that he used to work for the un that he, he mm-hmm. worked you know like he he was on this uh uh the board of directors of this defunct uh un affiliated ngo that was all about sustainable development initiatives and and these types of things and it's all uh you know his own admitted accolades that he uses as like a, a credibility brag 
sort of a thing. But then when you look into it and it's like, oh, he's connected to all the quote unquote usual suspects, if you will. So it's like, well, you know, that's enough for me to make a determination for myself. Right. You know, I might not make claims that, oh, he's like part of the, he's, he's part of this, uh, these occult sort of groups or whatever, but it's enough to say those are big conflicts of interest. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take what that guy says with a boatload of salt, especially when I, when I compare the information he's putting out to the information that, you know, somebody like a Dr. Cowan or a Dr. Lanka is, is putting out. Yeah, that, that's actual discernment, right? Like you're taking a cluster of evidence and then forming an opinion based on on that, not just one thing. You know, there's so there after so much evidence, you know, it it becomes kind of undeniable, or at least you know you recognize that that person is, um, you know, like I think people have a, re- a certain responsibility if they claim to be in the movement and the and awake right? A certain responsibility to avoid those things. Like sometimes it's unavoidable. Like I make, you know, I make a joke, like I have the, the sound foam in the back here. Um, and it looks like a set Saturnic cube. Yeah. Right. And like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care enough to take that down. And cause I'm not flashing any other symbols. I don't really have any other connections or anything. Right. Like I allow myself because I I spent a lot of time hanging that sound foam up and gluing it to the fucking poster board, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> so I, you know, they can't they can't own all the shapes, as our friend uh, Pete uh, once said uh, from right. the Sovereign Project. Yeah. Um. But yeah, sorry, Remy. I think I cut you off. Oh no, it's good. No, I was I and I I think when it's like when it for me, this is my personal approach on 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 stuff in that ballpark on the, in that ballpark in general. It's like. It's like when you're uh, assessing like people who are like um, who end up being like the face of of things or who are like, you know, for whatever reason are, are you know, um, you know, in the forefront of things. And I mean, and that's a lot of people, you know, uh, I always I the only thing I could really do. So I, m- my basis is I, I try to est- I've tried to establish what's the basis of what is right and wrong within within life and within the universe. How do we, how do we identify that? And then how do we apply that within analysis and then within our actions itself so that we can improve our actions and then improve our understandings, improving what we're, we're taking in through input and then also improving what we're putting out through our output. So it's like when I'm looking at people who are, you know, who are working, who had been working with the UN at like this, this guy that you were talking, I'm not, I know who that guy is actually they're talking about. I don't know a whole lot about him. Um, but generally, I just I just fall away. I kind of just I, I I stay away from people who who in any way like promote political solutions. Um, not <laughs> yeah, not just because I'm like, oh, I have a distaste for that. It's because it's like at the root of it, like I've identified um, with my own analysis that anything political is basically the use of force and coercion to get your perspectives enforced upon other people, so that you can achieve like. A certain a certain worldview through through violence and coercion that you believe to be, um, you know, superior. So like whether it's like the leftist versus the you know the the right, it's like you, you're really just you're arguing over over who gets to use the the who gets to use the government's guns to to make you know <laughs> right. to make your point win. And so like anybody who to me who's who and, and it could be 
it could be just by virtue of them not really understanding that and having still not really addressed that like that belief system i don't really give credence to people who like rest largely on on supporting you know government as like a a method of 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 solution so it's like then from there i'll go and i'll say like okay what else um it's it's telling me my internet's unstable but yeah it is (laughs) i'll go from there yeah (laughs) as long as it's come through i'll go from there and then see like what other points then like uh, require some type of analysis like oh are they oh they're involved with this you know spiritual group or whatever and then i'll look at that spiritual group that spiritual group's claims and their basic axioms and worldview and i kind of keep boil it down to the to the basics of it and then i just take it back to that that to that step one again and then it's like oh it comes back to this and then and so it's like there's a million different um uh you know variables that can get put into it but um boiling them down to their fundamentals and um that's a i think that's a really important way to analyze people cuz it's like yeah, i mean you mentioned this earlier you, unless you're like following them around and you're with them all the time you're not really going to know if there's specific involvements but what yeah. you can identify is is you know um axiomatic claims like what what their general worldview about like what's the what's the you know what are the cosmic mechanics like how does this world even work and how does that play into their their perceived you know affiliations or you know spiritual um you know teachings that they're propagating and um you know yeah. uh you know institutional um involvements all of that because um you know all of those things really branch off of off of what a person's core understanding is you know and i i try to identify that as much as i can through you know through the you know millions of pieces of output that a person has to like pictures video all you know what i mean so yeah and then and then to kind of cap all that stuff off i think you know if you're a person who is in tune with your intuition uh as i believe myself to be you know i'm very perceptive on on people in general like i've studied people my entire life and um i think that matters you know when you have you have a certain intuition about people and you know, what, what they seem to be all about, you know, from the things that they say or the things that they represent, um, you know, all of that matters. Um, and, but to piggyback on what you said about government, um, yeah, that's such a, that's such a big thing too. It's like, there's still so many people kind of glued to the, this idea of, of government, um, you know, having control, like they, they, they need this, this government savior and, you know, government comes from, I believe it's a goober, uh, which is a control. Gubernare. Yeah, gubernare. And then ment is of the mind. Like, so it's literally yeah. like controlling the mind. Can we do a screen share? Is that correct? What? Yeah. Can we it do also a comes share? from It also comes from Greek, yeah. kupernate, which means to steer also. So like the okay. Greek in the, yeah, kupernate, gubernare, it's to, to steer, to control. Yeah. Right. Men's mint is, um, is actually, it's, it's, it's Latin, but it's, it's actually proto-Indo-European. So men's mint means literally to think or the, yeah, like the mind. So, right. That is so it. the very basis of, of government is just to, to essentially control people and control pe- what people think. And, uh, so, and you, you know, you have a lot of people like still the diet wokers, as I call them, uh, still glued to Trump and the outcomes of the election and, uh, you know, all that nonsense. So, yeah, you have to be aware of that, that kind of 
section of the population who is just ignorant, you know, um, and they haven't, they haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. And I think that like, there's, you know, there's degrees, there's always, there's, there's, there's degrees of overlap because there's like a certain respect, you know, certain people may have like a certain respect for, um, something that's fundamentally, um, at least needs to be, uh, addressed within specific political frameworks, but you generally you'll find that that contradicts with, 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 you know, you know, you move one notch over to the, to the, to the side of another, you know, adjacent, um, you know, viewpoint that's, that's held within the political, um, you know, their respective political, uh, you know, ideology. And then it, and it, you know, but I, I think a big, a big thing is what you're seeing. And I think it's, 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 I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say whether it's intentional or non-intentional. I mean, I think it's clearly intentional is that there's such a huge, like, in, like an interpolation of, or like a, a mixing in of um, this like perspective of like right-wing politics versus it, it is going to be the savior versus the, the leftists. And it's all leftists doing bad stuff, but, yeah. but the right-wing politics is, is still, is still like what we need to, what we need to like, save it and i i see a lot more of that than i see like people that are like you know self-avowed um left-leaning saying like we're gonna you know we're gonna take our you know they've corrupted our our meanings i've I've seen some of it but it's 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 a big thing where it's like people who are like very like patriotic and and like you know self-avowed like conservatives and stuff like that and those people (laughs) are running so much so much of the of the of the show in regards to like the alternative, um, you know, the alternative mainstream, I think is how Chad said it. Like alternative mainstream. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so, um, it's so obvious that the two wings of the same bird thing now in terms yeah. of like you said, the underlying, uh, ideologies and principles is that I saw friggin' something today that, Oh, now Caitlyn Jenner is now contributing to Fox news, which is supposed to be like a conservative <laughs> uh you know the conservative political uh channel of choice there and um what i always uh make the joke i can't remember where i heard it it may have been owen benjamin but he was like conservatives couldn't even conserve the women's bathroom you know (laughs) so (laughs) it's like a perfect uh that's like a the perfect rhetoric for like anybody who's who still buys into this like right left false dialectic that that yeah is const i'm still baffled that in 2022 there's still people who uh still cling to that it's wild you know like because i'm this is like 10 years in the making plus for me personally where you know you come to the realization that the, the the political paradigm is is a complete illusion you know yeah. And that it is two wings on the same bird or two, or two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, it's, it's all based on the Hegelian dialectic. I really try to impress that, that yeah. upon people to, to really read about what that, what that is all about. Cause it's always, you know, opposing forces synthesizing into one, you know, major goal. And uh, so they see, you know, everything is pretty much based on this like left, right kind of baseball team ideology, you know, little red versus blue or this versus that. And, but you know, they, they're not, uh, they don't have their eye on the right, on the right thing. They're just, you know, they're busy fighting between those kind of two teams. Meanwhile, the, the bigger objective is getting synthesized 
out of it. That's exactly how government works and how everything has been done, you know, from, uh, you know, I don't know how, how long. Um, and yeah, and that's another one of those like inversion things. It's like the, it's an inverted dialectic because dialectic dia meaning by way of or through and then uh, lect lect lectus. I can't remember the the full, but lectus it means tr- uh, choice. So through choice. So it's like dialectic means uh, uh, through choice, right? But it's like yeah. you're given two choices. Illusion um, of choice. Yeah, right, exactly. And so it's it's another one of those things. Is it, it's they're saying through choice, even in just on like a subconscious like. Um, you know, if, if, if I think that words carry the spirit of what they, of their true meaning within them. Um, and so like, it's a dialectic, but it's really, it's an inverted dialectic. It's like, there's a whole bunch of movements right now that use the word sovereign and, and freedom and, 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 and liberty. And I know that there's like the, you know, the, 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 um, the delineation within specific legal terminologies. But I mean, I'm referring specifically to the actual spirit of the word, right? Like freedom, liberty, sovereignty, super regnum, which means above rule, libertad, or which is, uh, you know, liberté, which is from liber, which means free. And then freedom, which it means priya, dome, which it means love of, 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 um, of the law of, you know, or love of, of even, you can even break, break that dome down to meaning the home or that, which is established, whatever. There's multiple, um, layers to it but general idea there's are, these words are being used but they're always there's always like an inverted interpretation of it and that's yeah. usually an indication of you know of some foul play i think at, at yeah. the very least so yeah um i tried to screen share but i i can't it says uh host oh, disabled. i think i can fix that hold on uh that should work just to support remy's thing yeah, oh, I forgot to uh, share. There, can you see that? There's the government. Ooh. Is it coming up? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, there it is. Yep. Yeah. Gouvernare, Gouvernare, meaning to control, and Latin mens mentis, meaning mind, which is pretty much uh, what Remy articulated there. Yeah. Oh. Shout out yeah, to that's... Microsoft Bing. <laughs> yeah, I got to switch that up. Usually, I have. Uh, DuckDuckGo is my go-to like uh, search thing on on Firefox, but okay. How do I yeah, stop? that's and that's. I think that that specific slide is actually out of one of Mark Passio's presentations. Oh, is it? Yeah. Usually they have like the uh, a website where it came from, but I can't see it. Um, Probably somebody just black magnificent. What does that say? Joe Joe Dubs. <laughs> Joe Dubs.com. <laughs> I don't know who Joe Dubs is, so I'm not advocating what a, for Joe. What Dubs. does blacknificent mean? <laughs> Where is that? Oh <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Plus, Extravagantly bathed in chocolate. Okay. Interesting definition. What if it's white chocolate though? White chocolate is not chocolate. With melanin. <laughs> white chocolate is not chocolate. That is a damn. That's a psyop. White chocolate is a psyop. It is, yeah. I gotta agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stop the share now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use that that word now. Blacknificent. Damn you, blacknificent. Um, I used to watch uh, Boondocks, this cartoon, and um, the one like rapper character. He he's supposed to be like um almost like a Drake or, or, or like a little Wayne type character, but his name was Thugnificent. <laughs> Drake and Lil Wayne are very different types. 
they're very different types of rappers, man. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they got It's true. Uh, well, I don't know, like, Lil Wayne's whole uh, background or whatever, but I know Drake. Drake is, like, a fucking children's TV actor up in Canada, for fuck's sakes. Like, Drake likes children an awful lot. Does he? Uh, hey, oh, yeah. You ever seen that me. video where he pulls, like a, like, a 16-year-old on stage and he starts, like, kissing her neck and shit? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, wow. everybody listens to this motherfucker, but he's fucking weird. He is. Yeah, weird. I don't listen. I don't. I, yeah, I don't listen. Yeah, man. I can't do. The, <laughs> yeah, I can't I do the mainstream media or the mainstream music. And I know it's, it's so horrible. Now. I mean, to a degree, like there's certain stuff, but and you bringing know, it. Uh, just I'll uh, like, do a quick little uh, search, but bringing it back um, to the to the symbolism. Hold on, I'm gonna go to Duck Duck Go this time, but his um his uh company or whatever what what is it uh, his clothing company it's basically um like an ode to uh the bohemian grove oh shit and i think it's called ovo is uh so ovo so he's doing like a little change um uh it's like october's it up, but own, it, it's right? basically he's it's almost like he's referring to uh again i don't want to make you know inferences oh you're reaching bro but uh <laughs> there it is that's the bohemian grove owl right there yeah, you want to is. talk about occult symbology and ovo but is he is that like a reference to the oto i.e ordo templi orientis or whatever which i'm pretty sure was uh alistair crowley's uh little uh cult I think, yeah, I think Aleister Crowley was like was like one of the leaders of, or he was like one of the like the 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 high the high you know priest or whatever. I think someone else started it, but he was, yeah, he was definitely involved in that. And what? that that owl is the uh, is like the um, there it is. Yeah, that's like that's like the um, the uh, the the Minerva the owl of Minerva the Minerva owl of, yeah nice. of the owl of Athena, um yeah, which is basically just the idea of again of of hiding knowledge um secret knowledge you know yeah 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 and i think um some people confuse it sometimes with uh moloch Uh, yeah that that's been that's been happening for a long time but moloch was always a bull from my understanding so i I, yeah yeah. so um yeah i remember when i saw that i kind of went down i'm like wait what it's not i was like i was because you know that's like that's it's even um that's even in in biblical um uh, literature is uh, Moloch or Moloch, which is, um, you know, it's not an Israelite um, deity, but yeah. So I, I, wasn't it? What's that? It was Canaanite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Deity. I believe so. Yeah. I'm not sure if some of the other uh, tribes at the time also had it, but I think the Bible also uh, references Minerva. I'm not, po- I'm not positive on that, but hmm. I haven't read through the Old Testament extensively, so I'm it's, not sure. But it's on the um, it's on the dollar bill too. I don't know if you've ever looked in the tiny little notch corner yeah. of the one dollar bill. There's a teeny, I'll see if I can find that teeny tiny owl. Yeah, and this is of, of course like you know they dance in Bohemian Grove and do like all kinds of you know weird seances or whatever you call them um, by a forty foot I think a forty foot stone owl. Um, they're you know and it comes it's quite quite satanic um you know the cremation of care ceremony and all that if you haven't looked into it yeah check that out i'll uh i'll do another share for the owl that you're referencing yeah uh there it is there he's in there but there's a zoom in on him super tiny oh access denied error bro of course 
You got aired out, bro. Um, that Microsoft. Well, maybe this game. one. Maybe this one might work. Boom! There he is. I mean, it's blurry, but it's there. <laughs> that looks like an old, like an old dollar or something. That looks kind of weird. I don't know. Like maybe from the gold standard days. <laughs> yeah, maybe. There's um, tons of friggin' symbology in uh, yeah. the dollar bill. There he is. Yep. Boom. Yeah, there's tons of stuff in there. You got the Novus Ordo Seclorum. You got the, you know, all that, the, the all-seeing eye in there. Um, all kinds of craziness. I forgot how we got off on this tangent now, but... <laughs> uh, no, we were talking about, about the, this. We were talking the symbols. Yeah, we were talking about yeah. um, the like how the Hegelian dialectic and, and right. what is referred to often as the Hegelian dialectic. Or yeah, so I wanted yeah I wanted to talk a little bit more about that actually. Um, so a lot of people think that sort of stops with the you know the government and and things like that, but it can also be applied to you know movements. Um, you know, even the truth movement, right? Like, because like right now we obviously know there's a new, there's a new world order that they want to, they want to start, right? This one world government. And then, you know, you'll see uh, movements on the other, the quote unquote truth uh, side uh, who are kind of saying the same things, but veiled in, in this idea of good and spirituality and, um, you know, like new earth or it'll be a new, a new world order, but not that new world order. You know, it'll, it'll be all, you know, all, all so it's like, you can kind of see like the left within the right happening, you know, and you also have um, very obvious uh, agendas of the new world order, it, you know, being embedded within the truth movement, like there's a lot of people pushing crypto. There's a lot of people, you know, at a time where they are, there's a huge push for, for the AI digital agenda, you know, and Remy and I have covered this very in depth in our other episode, you know, there's, they, they want, our, you know, to hook us up via biometric data to the cloud. I mean, there's, you know, you can go on with that for days, but there's definitely a push for, for this AI digital agenda. And then, you know, the, the thought that people might think it's a good idea to change the, the currency digital is kind of baffling to me. And that's something that I've seen happening in the, you know, a lot of these big accounts um, in the, in the supposed truth movement, you know, and that, so that's very, that's very Hegelian right there. Because if you, you know, if you're, if you're achieving the same kind of goals, but like wrapped up in a bow, you know, with a candy coating or whatever, then it's really, it's really the same thing. You're just going to get the new world order at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of that can boil down to, um, I think what happens is people don't really recognize, I think the, the root of, of, of issues, you know, and, so like, I don't think that it's always every single time, like some, like some person who is like, they got their phone call from the CIA and they're like, Hey, sure. you're going to start talking about this now. And, you know, I, now I'm not saying that never happens, but I mean, I, I think that a lot of times when this stuff happens, it, it doesn't need that because, and we even talked about this um, on live. That was like uh, the other day when we were, it was, it was, you know, previous, pre- previous to this, a whole bunch of other stuff, but, mm. um, 
it's just this idea that like it generally like what what happens is that people um people are inundated with with uh, i think a pretty um you know it's a constant onslaught of specific beliefs and specific tenets and so always being fed that eventually a lot of people just they're not they're not being super careful with what their input is and they're not discerning through that and then it eventually like certain people will and i mean there's a lot of people that i have a general respect for what they're doing but who are you know who do think that um you know that the cryptocurrency thing could be used and i'm pretty much I'm pretty much of the perspective that I don't want anything to do with it, to be honest with you. Like I, that's, that's where I'm at. And like, I just think that there are, there are people who, who, um, you know, who are like, well, maybe you could use it for this and use it for that. And, and who, to me, it's like some of them may just really be thinking that, that, oh yeah, we can, you know, use it in a, in a, in a, in a non nefarious way. And I don't think that even that necessarily that that's not true. It's like, it may be, even within those, you know, within the framework of people who are like decentralized, you know, um, within the um, within the the systems, uh, um, the actual software systems that are being used, um, are using it in, in in a way that's you know outside. But I just think that it's 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 an, it's a perfect example of like of um, you know like the Trojan horse. It's just um, it eventually like because of how much information is gathered and how detailed those, those interactions, those, um, those digital economic interactions are on blockchain, it's pretty difficult, I think, to, to, to make it not, not dangerous, so to speak, or like not yeah. a, a possible, um, you know, a, a possible, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a honeypot? Uh, like it's, 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 it's uh, to make it to where you're compromised. You know, it's it's difficult to where you you can't be compromised if uh, you start to like create like a, basically a blockchain right. you know, digital ledger of your you know. So I I I think that again, like kind of to the basic point that I was making in the beginning is that um, I think that a lot of the issue with that comes down to that people don't really assess and realize um, you know the core philosophical. Um, issues with things and then they're they're kind of caught by the marketing and not by the not by the fundamental you know yeah unfortunately the the thing that drives me crazy about that whole thing is you know one of the main arguments is uh oh well it's happening anyway you know like it's gonna happen whether you like (laughs) it or not and it's like how is that the spirit of anyone in the you know in the movement you know what i mean the freedom movement like the whole idea is to band together you know, as a community and back away from the the mainstream ideologies, right? Back away from the harmful ideologies, not to say like, oh, let's go head first in it because it's happening anyway. Well, like if that's your attitude, then just take the vaccine, just wear a mask, just do everything they're telling you to do because it's going there anyway. You know what I mean? Right. Our job, our duty is to back away from those things and say, no, I decline this offer. I, you know, I refuse this. We're not going that way. Mm -hmm. And so that to me is just a ridiculous thing to say. Um, What do you guys think about the, there's also another argument. They're like, well, the internet was, you know, a new technology. Uh, Phones was a new technology. Stupid argument. Yeah. I think it's the same logic as, as saying, uh, 
well, you know, uh, why don't you just get the microchip or, you know, uh, they, they advocate transhumanism because, well, you carry your phone with you everywhere anyways, as if that's, that's an equivalent. Like, well, I can choose to leave my phone at home if I want, but if I have this technology embedded into my body, you think that that's an equivalent? Like what kind of retarded logic is that? I, I, I hate think, those freaking arguments, man. There's, it's so nonsensical. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and the other problem with it is that, well, all that's doing is highlighting the fact that there's already a lot of terrible, you know, infrastructure built around how human society operates. So it's like, if if that is the case, if cell phones and the internet are already essentially full-on surveillance of ourselves, well, then, I, I mean, I've never I've never made the claim that, that this stuff shouldn't be assessed and addressed and modified to a better, for a, for a, a better operative um, in the first place. So when people say, well, you know, well, and I've heard a lot of people, I've had personal conversations of, of people saying that to me that, oh, well, I mean, you know, the internet or, you know, this thing or, what you know, various, you know, tools that we use right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's just all, all that does is, is is highlight that the thing that you're saying is also equally as bad is still is bad and it's like and people did this people did this with the um with the requirement of 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 the needle juice for um you know uh school for colleges they're like well you had to do it already during uh you know elementary school yes. and i'm like well yeah. and it's and it's like it's the exact same um, bad argument. It's, oh, you, you already had to do it. Well, it's like, well, yeah, well, you shouldn't have had to do it then either. You just basically right. pointed out that it was wrong when they required for you to come and, to preschool. And I don't think it's even legal, right? I don't think no, it was ever not. legal, yeah, to impose that on anybody. People just accepted it like they're accepting this, right? right? And they ran with it. So it becomes this staple within society. And for those who, for those who understand that, there were still ways around it the same way that there's ways around the the current you know mask and needle juice and all that kind of stuff for those who for those who choose to assert their rights and stand on their rights and exercise them there are workarounds it's it's not easy like it's a pain in the ass but right i'd rather i'd rather deal with that minor pain in the ass than than have to just acquiesce to you know, not having autonomy over my own body and, and relinquishing my, my fundamental property rights, essentially. Right. You know, and, and, you know, even within the legal statutory system, you need like a, uh, you know, a signed order from a judge saying that you are a direct threat for whatever disease in order for them to impose that you take a medical intervention. Yeah. Right. That's just the legal statutory system. Forget about common law or, you know, natural law. That's you, know, right. you don't have to do anything you're not contracted to do. Nobody has a right over your body. But so it's, it's ridiculous. Just like it's really a lot of ignorance throughout society that's been perpetuated and accepted as true when it's just blatantly false. These arguments, too, that uh, like Remy was um, bringing up, it's like that just piss poor logic it's also just a means for them to rationalize things because I get, I got the same thing when I'm talking about like, you know, mass surveillance and, and like uh, data mining and all that kind of stuff. And my buddy's like, well, they've been doing it. They've been doing it for years. It's it's nothing new. And it's like, Oh, okay. Then, Oh, if it's nothing new, I, you know, I guess I just should, I should just accept. I was never cool with the NSA thing when Snowden came out or, you know, like I was, I I protested against that, you know, and I think it shows too that people can rationalize and normalize uh, just 
living under that level of corruption and lawlessness, uh, you know, in high places and, and just accept it and just be yeah. like, well, ho-hum, that's how it is. Uh, you know, yeah. I got to go to work tomorrow. They're, they're, yeah. slow, they're slowly trying to really dissolve um, law is, is what it is. And you can see that with the mandates over the past, you know, two years. Mandates have never and will never be law, okay? There are simply guidelines, and the, but they, they've affected the public's perception of these mandates as something that is e- equivalent to the law. So you have to do it when that's never been, that's never been the case, right? You have to accept a mandate. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this is kind of like, just like systematic dissolution of, of what is, what is true and what is law has been happening for a long time. And that's because in 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 how i've addressed or how i've i've spoken about it before in in, in the the podcast that i do but it's and this is an, an idea that how i've assessed it is that it's because the beings who claim to be able to make laws are essentially trying to subconsciously tell you that they're god and that they can make yeah. laws because um a law is something that's discovered not something that is created so it's like you you can't like you can't say that you know, you can, that it's, it's basically that, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to subconsciously tell people that, oh, well, what we say you have to do, and it has to be that because it's, it's a so-called law and, and it's, it's, it isn't, but you have to be hypnotized into, into doing, into doing what they're telling you for it to even be enacted because they can't even make you technically do these things. You have to do it. But, um, on the, the, this idea that like, Oh well, they did this a while ago, and we've been doing this, so it's it's been happening for a long time. That's just that's an that's there's like a formal fallacy of the appeal to appeal to tradition. So it's like, yep. I mean, it's it's that's a that's a you know that's a, a that's a really big one. Well, we we've been doing it for a long time, or we've been doing it for even this amount of time, and and so we got to do it. And the other thing that I think is sort of tied to that with. Um, this idea of like, oh, well, I mean, like, well, it's going that way. We just kind of, we have to do what we have to do or whatever. It's like, I, I, I don't really like this idea and it's pretty popular um, amongst, um, I think it, it's, it's popular amongst people who have like sort of like borderline, but like slightly watered down new age spiritual beliefs that like, that, you know, the whole idea of you create your reality. In other words, the world could be burning in, in shambles and you could just be good, which I think to a degree, like you create, you create your response to the, the ultimate actual reality that that's happening. And I don't want to get into ontology and say, what is the ultimate reality? But basically just a basic breakdown. It's like you can create, yeah, you create your response to it and you can interact with it and you can, you can do things that create um, a certain level of, of consequence that are favorable or not favorable to a certain degree but there's also the input of what's happening around you other people that are actually real those people actually exist you know um and there's this thing that's because of this like underlying to me which is a complete spiritual absurdity this idea of you create your own reality um (laughs) there's this idea that like you can do what's right but also be really comfortable all the time because you create your own reality and you create your own bliss and you create, and it's like, well, sometimes doing what you actually are required to do to be in the right, which is, you know, 
standing in your rights, which is being in the right, i.e. not wrong, Mm -hmm. is not going to guarantee you uh, automatic safety or comfort. Um, now that's not saying that you should go out and like, and and like get like a kind of like a persecution, you know, complex where like, you know, you're doing what's right because you're being persecuted. You know, it's like, I don't think going to that extreme either is, 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 is helpful. I think that that's, you know, aligning with the, the basic fundamental truth between the, the, the polarities, you know, and like actually recognizing that. That's what's important. You may not be safe, but you sh- you're definitely not guaranteed that immediate safety. Um, and I think that that bleeds into a lot of it. So it's like, oh, we'll just do this thing because things are going that way. It's like, well, you know, if we actually stood up to what is being thrown at us, it would probably create some discomfort for us and a lot of people for a time for a period of time, um, yeah. because there is a certain level of, um, you know, uh, I don't want to use that word. Uh, there's a certain level of um, transition that would that would need to occur when you're making a decision that fundamentally alters the experience that you're creating because you're under because you're actually because the the experience that you take part in creating is rooted in how well you understand things and and that's kind of like a, a general um, idea that I I'd, I'd like to yeah. communicate but that's yeah. a that's a uh, principle that I learned in my yoga training as well is like you you need to go into the uncomfortable places and you need to almost like it's almost like a, a form of practice or training you go into the uncomfortable places and you learn to be able to find your sense of comfort within that which is uncomfortable mm-hmm. and and like jarring and it, it bring it brought my mind to like this uh uh, saying, I don't know who, you know, who coined this, this phrase, but that they say that, you know, peace, peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise or trouble or hard work, but it's to be in the midst of all of these things and still be able to maintain your center and your calm in, in your heart, you know, oh, or like your, your internal environment, say, um, it, it kind of comes down to when you are in these uncomfortable positions, can you can you still maintain some sort of influence on how your nervous system is reacting to this? You know, that's, that's, that's like your ability to, uh, to sort of manage that fight or flight response and to be able to stay in that sort of parasympathetic shift, you know? Yeah. Discomfort is comes with change, right? Right. It's, it's, it's comes with synthesis. Um, you you can't do zero work or or just be you know like <laughs> sit back and enjoy the show uh and expect things to get done and that's sort of like uh a big part of the what i see in the the, the new age perspective in some of these um big uh movements for health freedom right they they very rarely will admit that there is an enemy even that that we are at any any kind of odds with anyone or at war at all, right? Which I personally fundamentally disagree with. I think that you know you have to have a realization that the world is not in a good place and and do something about that, right? Not just sit back and like hug a tree and expect things to 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 happen. What do you mean, um, man? You create your own reality. Just create <laughs> your own tree. 
yeah create me a tree <laughs> yeah but it, it, if you if you listen they never talk about the you know who, or identify the enemy they will never tell you that you're at war because war is bad you know evil dark imagery or, or whatever and i'm sorry yeah. it's like that's part of life it's the dark it's light and and dark you know meanwhile i think if you the whole basis of of this thing too is that it's spiritual warfare that's taking place yeah but even even if you break it down to um you know the non-aggression and self-defense principles right well it's like if we're at a war if acknowledging a war that's happening doesn't mean that you're the one waging it right right so it's like if somebody is attacking you pretending you're not being attacked does not get rid of the does not get (laughs) rid of the aggressor yeah like and so i think that um that's that's a that's a criticism i've had of the of the overall um approach of of because to be honest with you i've been really really disillusioned with any sense of movement since the moment i started speaking out on on stuff in like 2020 because i mean i've been aware of a lot of this stuff but i was kind of just like sitting in the background but that's a big criticism i've had for a long time because it's like yeah these you know i think i pulled up a tweet that i from when i had twitter like back in like 2014 and it's i i i wrote like we're on the front lines of a psychological warfare of of a psychological war you know and it's like it definitely didn't start in 2020 so it's like Mm. acknowledging that there's a war doesn't mean that you're the aggressor and i think that that's a problem i think that people have like this like fear of anger because i i always say fear is not a great fuel but it is a good spark yeah. yeah. Like you don't want to run on anger, but you don't want to ignore it either. So it's like um there's a big like sh- that people shy away from any type of of talk of there being a war or there being an enemy. It's like mm-hmm. because because I think people recognize that that the um the overarching um you know paradigm is that of a a war-based paradigm everything is 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 war speech you know even so many of our day our daily idioms we say like um you know it's like i don't want to jump the gun you know like it's like i'm gonna bite the bullet on this you know like it's all these things it's it's so it's it's so based in this in this um this paradigm of war that i think that people recognize that and then they do kind of like the they they knee jerk all the way to the opposite side and then they don't really assess it for what it is and then it just becomes reactionary oh well they're about war therefore i am a pacifist and i do not do anything yeah. war and i don't talk about war mm-hmm. and that's that is generally a, a a critique i've had for a long time and it, right. I, it, I it's not a secret i've i've spoken on this you know like in in great detail but yeah right. dude, and, I, and i and i start to question people who are you know pushing that ideology so hard you know like trying to pacify humanity especially men at a time when when men need to to stand up and and be masculine right like why are you trying to pacify people so hard you know i i came out and i was critical of of uh someone specifically in the in the movement who was very in my opinion very controlling in that way um you know i was friends with this person and i just felt this overall very like oppressive personality coming at me all the time when I was you know when I when I went outside of any kind of like g-rated talk um and you know like I dealt with this for like two years and it was just you know it was always like be kind be kind like why are you why are you being unkind well it's like because life is unkind sometimes 
life is dark sometimes and you have to acknowledge that, you know? And, and it was just like, bro, get off of me. Like, why, you know, why are you trying to pacify me and like, you know, completely kind of, you know, just kind of flatten me out all the time. It's really, it's really weird. And I feel like that general ideology is such a part of like some of these big movements. And I really like, I'm critical and I'm, and I question that, you know? And I've, I've, I get a lot of messages from people that say stuff like that. People who are like in my life previously, who've kind of like taken space from me now because of, I was pretty, um, I was pretty heavy handed on, on my, on my, critiques and and acknowledging a lot of the stuff that's been going on. And I got a lot of people saying that. And it's like, it's, um, it's such a, it's such a, um, yeah, I think that the reason why it's so big in the movements and also in just random people messaging me, they're like, Hey, I see where you're coming from, but like, maybe you should like not insult people's intelligence. And I'm like, I don't, I've, I've never, and I, I'm pointing out another angle of what's going on and I'm saying it in a way that's very direct, but it's an insulting. So I, I don't, I've, I never did that. Right. So it's like, yeah. people are very, very like sensitive to that because this, this, that, that perspective goes back a while. You know what I mean? It's like, it didn't just start now. Like it's been in every, I think that that's a large reason um, why that kind of general idea is so big in every single like re, re, like uh, organized religion. It's like, yeah. oh, just no, oh, just don't don't do anything about stuff when it's bad. Don't worry, you'll be rewarded, <laughs> and you'll be rewarded for for allowing suffering to happen to you or allowing right. um, you know abuse to happen to you. And so I think that that's so hugely hugely ingrained in people, and to the to the point where they take it upon themselves to have that perspective. Um, and don't even sometimes realize like how, like how deeply that's ingrained within society. And sure. I mean, frankly, that's a, that's, that's a, what could be termed a very, a, like a, a slave mentality, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you see this like when, um, you know, researching the, the, the time of chattel slavery in the United States is a really like, it's a pretty, it's a brutal thing. And I mean, like really, really digging into it, not just um, you know, really, really digging into all the different angles. It's a really eye-opening thing to see, especially when you realize, like, from my perspective, when you realize that 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 didn't get annihilated, it 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 just it changed its presentation. Um, Absolutely. what slavery became, you know. So I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that mindset is that you do you it, you know it's like let 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 the abuse happen and and you know just you know, be, be, just be overly, you know, you know, over, overly nice about it. Like, and I think Mark Passio addresses this idea of like the turn the other cheek. It's like, this is not talking about when somebody's like trying to like take you out and somebody's, you know, like it's talking about when somebody you care about is you're, you're constantly sharing something with them and they just don't want to hear you. They slap you and they say, but you're going to keep trying with that person. Mm -hmm. It's not talking about somebody who's like full on, like, you know, mounting a global war against you and the people who, <laughs> and then the people who align themselves with that, that, you know, that general global war and then just being nice and holding, holding space for them. I've, I, I just, I, I do think that that's, that's a, 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 a very ineffective um, ideology to hold if we're talking about making positive changes because it's like I'm not talking about just being a pessimist I'm saying if you want to make positive changes you got to take this shit head on you know yeah I don't and I don't you know um, I don't make space for certain things 
you know, that's, I, I don't hold space for, for abuse or anything like that. And I think sometimes even the, you know, the best defense is offense. I think it has to be, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at how things were actually done and, and freedom has been achieved in the past, I think it was always kind of in that, in that spirit. Right. It was really defensive, though. It was defensive, but it was yeah. active defense. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's an active defense. It's not mm-hmm. just yeah. sitting back, turn the other cheek, and, you know, be spiritual and good. And, you know. Yeah, it's, 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 it, wasn't, it's, it wasn't a passive defense. It was, it was, an, it was an, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's probably a better way to say it is active, active defense. Um, but that's necessary. Oh, it's interesting too. Uh, Remy brought up suffering, and when you actually look at the definition of suffering, it means to tolerate, to permit, to occur, to fail to prevent, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So that kind of ties into your, you know, you do have to face it head on. You know, That's a good point. absolutely. Uh, because if you are suffering, well, now you need to look at, oh, I'm allowing this to occur to me, or I'm all, I'm permitting this, I'm tolerating this. You know, or making it happen even or yeah decisions. or yeah yeah because yeah, we can become our own worst enemies in that sense too right mm-hmm. yeah good point yeah there's there's a lot of like kind of sketchy sketchy behavior on you know even in on our side of things um and a lot of people either aren't aware or they just refuse to even look at it or or discern um you know, what do you, what do you think about some of these figures, like, you know, creating social media platforms and like, you know, we even have people, t- people talking about children in tunnels and uh, associating with like Q figures. Uh, there's a lot of weird, weird shit going on and, and like people just turn a blind eye uh, to it. Well, alternative social media platforms and stuff like, you know, everybody was on, uh, it didn't last long, mind you. It, it was like, it was almost like a flash in the pan, but uh, that the part, the whole parlor thing. Parlor, yeah. And everybody was like, all about parlor and oh, we can go here and we're going to be uncensored and blah, 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 and this and that. And then you look into who actually like created and owns and runs parlor. And it's the same family that was running. I can't remember what the company was, but that they got they were the ones that got busted collaborating with Facebook on this mass dragnet data mining and surveillance. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, these are the people that are that, Oh, you're just being negative or, you know, it's like, no, yeah, you have to be aware of this stuff, you know? So I'm always skeptical with that, with that kind of, with that kind of thing. And it's the same thing with the, with the blockchain, not, not to go off topic. Um, It's the same thing with the crypto and the blockchain. Like, I, I'm not a tech guy, so I don't know the intricacies of it or how it works or or whatever. Um, and if people can find a way to sort of make short-term gain for themselves uh, using it as a tool, as a neutral tool, like, like mm-hmm. Remy said, hey, all the power to you. But personally, I, I'm not a tech guy. I, I don't know how that works. It yeah. seems like it's fucking complicated. And then, like Remy said, it's it's still the digital it's still that digital system. It's still that yeah. digital AI system. And uh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to have a part of it either. And if I'm seen as like some sort of a fool because I'm not taking advantage uh, of that opportunity, well then so be it, you know, cause the Bible says uh, 
The Bible says that if do not deceive yourselves, you know, if any, if any one of us thinks that we're wise by the standards of this world, then we should become fools that we may be wise. So if somebody's going to tell me I'm a fool because I'm not taking advantage of it or jumping on it or whatever, so be it. I'm, I'm happy to be the fool. Yeah. Same. Usually it's the fools that are, that are right. And, you know, I think there's a difference between making like short-term financial gains on something and actually promoting it as the future, right? Which is a a lot of what people are, are doing. They're promoting this new (laughs) digital currency uh, as the wave of the future. I mean, I don't like currency as it stands, you know, we have a fiat currency now, but at least I can hold it in my hands you know what I mean? It's not like something that can, that is digital and can be like completely restricted or like taken over by government. Um, and, you know, Remy, you've, you've listened to uh, Alison McDowell who, who's done tremendous amount of research on that. Um, and it's absolutely hackable and, and, you know, you know, when hasn't the government taken over something like that, you know, and, and kind of like set, set their own terms. Or, I mean, even, I don't know. I, I'm I'm skeptical of the the idea that some random anonymous guy just made it. I don't think that it was. <laughs> no, and like the, there was the guy who who did it. He's like, I'm actually the I'm I'm the dude who created Bitcoin. And everyone's like, ah, oh, this guy's just being a jokester. But I I think that he was being sincere. I think that that I can't remember his name. I, but yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't even I'm not really sure that it wasn't that it wasn't developed with that purpose in, in from the beginning. I mean, I can't say that it I'm, is for sure, but I mean, I, I'm not going to, I would think it out. is. I yeah. Think so it is. yeah. Well, I, most I, of our, most of our technology that is, is, uh, you know, put forward and, and um, sort of marketed and branded and sold in the public arena originally was developed, uh, developed and, and refined sort of, militarily to use as a weapon and the internet is a perfect example of that or you can look at darpa is yeah darpa life log and and what became facebook um Mm -hmm. you know but it's always it's always like that we i'm now coming from a position where i just assume that any of this new technology is is developed by military intelligence the dod Mm -hmm. or something like that something of that nature whether it's like another country you know, like the, the equivalent in China, for example, or what have you. But uh, I just automatically assume that the, this technology was developed by government agencies or quasi-government agencies like a DARPA, because it's not technically a government agency, but it's kind of like a, a, a front company, an intelligence front company. And, and, you know, they develop it for their own purposes first, and then once they've kind of refined it uh, and developed it, then they put it out to the public. Mm-hmm. And I think there was an old speech by uh, General Petraeus back in like 2011 or 2012, where he was talking about the smart technology and how it was going to be embedded in, in everything. And he was basically kind of like bragging about how, oh, yeah, people are going to bug their own homes for us. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's how they do things. You know, they get the population to do it to themselves. Mm-hmm. That that's their main mo. Yep, and that's like Google Home and the, yeah. you know the Alexas and all this kind yeah. of stuff. It's like there's your surveillance device right in the home. No different, really, than like 1984 reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that um, 
something that I keep an eye out for now. Um, it's, I, I don't always, you know, you had mentioned Alison McDowell and it's like, I'm never, I don't agree with anybody entirely. So, you know what I mean? So that, right. there's that. Um, but I, um, she brought up a good point. Cause you had mentioned basically it's main, like it's technically not a government agency, but it, it, it essentially operates as such to me, anything that claims to have the control of other people is operating essentially as what we would deem a essentially a form of government that's my perspective at it uh, because even if you just break it down to its basic etymological the state of control meant meaning a state of um it then anything that claims that it has a control that it has the ability to control or you know guide or um you know otherwise influence large groups of or even groups or even another individual uh then it's I, I, I'm automatically, I'm not going to accept its, its claim of legitimacy. Right. So, um, there's that, but there's this idea that there are a lot of people who are kind of, um, you know, pushing the, um, uh, they're pushing the, um, you know, the, the cryptocurrencies as like a libertarian, you know, anarcho-capitalist libertarian solution to the domination of, of, of the state or, um, where, then you have basically these humongous corporations which um, uh, operate essentially as the developers of the of the systems then the developers of the software and then the developers of the you know the entire you know the whole you know all of the working parts the user interfaces and everything and then these huge corporations that are basically using the people people's data that jump into it and then the people who are like the you know, they're like, we're freedom people. Uh, we, well, yeah, we're using our data for our benefit, you know? And it's like, well, now essentially you just have, you're the capital. You are the, you know, it's just the same thing all over again with it, with just a different, it's with a different look. So you have, you know, that's something that I, I, I'm, I've been keeping an eye out for as well, because you have a lot of people who are saying I'm libertarian or, or anarcho-capitalist or whatever. And it's just, it's basically saying, well, now we're going to let, they're like, oh, we're not, we have our own currency outside of the state. And so the state is not involved. The state, now these children can do like, you know, gaming and stuff like that. And then they can make money off of it with their data. And then eventually they can go on and become, you know, financially independent with cryptocurrency outside of the state system. But it's like, okay, well, who's def- deciding the value of this currency? Because whoever's deciding the value of that currency, and if they're mass distributing it, then that means that they are the ones in control, which just means you have another system of essentially slave labor that is defined and and guided by the group of people who are defining the value of this now even entirely imaginary currency. So it's like I, th- I that like that snake in the grass um, with the whole libertarian um, pro cryptocurrency movement, I think it's something to look out for as well. And not necessarily from the perspective that anybody saying it or pushing it is nefarious and is another agent. But I, I think that identifying those, those fundamentals, sticking to it, pointing out the logical moral inconsistencies with it, and then seeing how, how it plays out. I think that's, that's, that's something to keep in mind as well. You know, yeah, there, there's some things that are just like, duh, you know, and it's, and it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with, with disagreeing with people. I don't think that just because you're, you know, you're caught up in the crypto thing that you're an agent of any kind. And right. I think yeah. people accuse me of that sometimes, but I'm, I'm really not. It's, I don't have a problem with disagreeing, 
but something it's just like duh duh factor bro you know duh factor well yeah. the the other thing too about the the crypto and oh it's decentralized and uh, oh it's this and that like all the people that kind of like champion it um or or pump it up it's like what but what's the underlying infrastructure that it requires to be able to function right mm-hmm. it's still internet based it's still you need to if you don't have power like power of any kind or the grid so to speak then it be- it still becomes essentially useless doesn't it I- i'm genuinely asking cuz i don't exactly know but it seems like it seems like you can't get away from well it, because it's tied to the internet if they ever bring about their digital id where you need to have some sort of digital id to even access the internet you're still not getting away from digital id what are you talking about they're not doing anything like that oh no <laughs> no it's just you know our government like at least in ontario our government website is already freaking advertising it you act like there's a patent with the 666 in it or something <laughs> know, you right? know and speaking to that too <laughs> on the ontario page um I posted on my Instagram, but on the Ontario page where they're pumping up this digital ID thing, the little, the little cartoon image that they have is a hand with like a, a chip in it. And it's the right <laughs> yeah. hand. You showed me that before. Yeah. Frig. Yeah. Just by coincidence though, you know, I'm probably reaching. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. I think that the idea of they're like, I think that there's an idea that there can, there can be like, nodes of um you know some type of like server that um and again i'm not like dude i'm not super great with this stuff either um and I, maybe i should maybe i should look w- way more deeply into it so i can understand kind of the the you know the um the the, the intermingling details the things that are, are are not so clear on it like as far as like what can be used um, in what ways and what is absolutely a no-go for me as far as like, you know, the actual software and, and the actual um, blockchain itself and crypto. But I guess there's an idea that there's like people could have like no, uh, like nodes or, or that where they're holding, you know, some of that information and that if this, all this stuff shuts off, it's saved here and then you can kind of, you know, backdoor certain things. Um, so I think that there's an argument that there are ways. Um, but I mean, ultimately like, um, you know, I, 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 I think that like, it's like the, the whole power grid is essentially centralized. So, um, you know, yeah. and also the other thing is like decentralized really doesn't to me, I mean, well, oligarchies are decentralized in a certain <laughs> sense. You know what I mean? There's not a cert, there's not a singular center. You can have a decentralized system of domination, which is the, the wording True. that, um, yeah. that, uh, you know, Alison McDowell says of that. And I think that's a, a good way to put it. Um, you can have decentralized systems of of domination where it's not just a king but it's and they have it a web a web of control in a certain sense is decentralized which is kind of what we have now yeah and exactly like a network of uh you know corporate bodies uh that just dominate every freaking industry right it's always just like the a handful that and then again coming back to this idea of the illusion of choice I go to the the grocery store and I say I'm just like in the uh, aisle that has like deodorants and body washes and shampoos and whatever and there's freaking a myriad of choices quote unquote along this shelf but then when you actually pick up the products and you look at their labels and you see that it's it's like three or four different corporations every single different thing it's either like Unilever 
Procter and Gamble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, what's the other one? Um, the other main one, but it's like those two specifically, but then there's like some others that some other like low key ones uh, behind that, but it is, it's like, you can boil it down to just four, mm-hmm. three or four. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, I hear that term thrown around a lot, decentralized. And I'm like, to me, honestly, decentralized is a completely meaningless term to me. I'm like, okay, so it's not at one point. It's not like, because it's like you could be decentralized and have the exact same beliefs and viewpoints and opinions on 75% of of, of the way you think the world should be run. You know what I mean? As the people that you're saying that you're decentralizing from. So I think that I'm kind of, um, you know, I, I ask further questions when people are like, oh, it's a decentralized. I'm like, okay, cool, decentralized. Well, what are your general, it, then I, you know, probe further. Well, what are your general perspectives on the world? Do you think that, that you know, that everything, that truth is subjective and that, that it, and that morality doesn't exist and that there's no true, like, you know, fundamental. And so, you know what I mean? I break it down to those things and it's like, well, it's just another, another basically small group of people who think that certain people should rule over other people. And like, it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't submit to, and I don't concede to slavery like in any, in any form. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, and, and I think and the reason why I say that is because to me, um, I, I, I'm not really, um, a proponent of currency in general. So of course I'm not going to, you know, and maybe people don't all go to that, that extreme, so to speak, but, yeah. um, so of course I'm not going to, I don't I'd know. rather trade in chickens, bro, to be honest with well, you. Well, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say too. Like, well, what is currency? You know, cause time is currency. Time can be currency. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're growing a garden, your excess produce that you have can become currency. Mm-hmm. Frig up here in Canada now, like lumber is, is, can be friggin' currency, you know, attention folk, you know, attention. Yeah. Yeah, well, like- Hey, that, talking about data and stuff. And like social media platforms, like your attention is the currency. Yeah. You know, and you know, this is, this is what gets me is like, these are the things we should be talking about, you know, going back to like a more grassroots understanding of what the world should be, not going further into like this digital hell that we've created with the internet and smartphones and like, we all love our smartphones. We all love the internet. We're on the internet right now. But, you know, you cannot argue that it hasn't brought, you know, just really, really dark shit into our lives. Yeah. Um, and it's it's taking us in more and more, too. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to step further away from that. And I agree with yeah. that. It's like, don't go not further in. I'm trying to I'm trying to go back to the natural world. Yeah. You know? And like, I, I, I question these people who just have that, you know, opposite take on it. You know, like, why why are you heading head first into this agenda rather than like, you know, putting the message out that, that like, Hey, let's back away from this digital life. Let's go back to like connection with nature and people and, and everything that we've lost over the past few decades or whatever it's been, you know, I mean, that's the conversation that I want to have, you Mm -hmm. know, that's, that's the, that's the message I thought we all had, but it's, but it's not, you know? Yeah. I, I, I've just, I've seen, definitely seen like that, the, um, I've seen the, the, the whole crypto thing just like really just kind of spin out of, I wouldn't say out of control, but it's definitely gotten bigger and bigger. And it's something that I was kind of like eh, about, but yeah, I, I, I feel you on that, man. I do, I do, I do kind of, you know, it's like, it's one of the things on my list of like, of, of, I think fundamental 
um, problems or, or at least fundamental issues or conflicts that need to be, whether it be internal or external conflicts that need to be resolved because it's like, um, I, you know, on, on the, the point of my work, so to speak, but, or like my life is I, I, I have a, a small list of things that I really try to focus on as being the main things that I address. Um, and one of them being, um, alignment with, you know, spiritual truth and truth in general morality. And then, then subsequently systems that are aligned with that. So I, I don't, um, you know, I don't align with authority, authority structures or, and then in religions is another thing because, and, and I don't mean spiritual truths. I mean, religions in the sense of like people dictating, mm-hmm two people what they're supposed to follow otherwise they have spiritual punishment according to those people but yeah. um but then money i think is another one that is is it's a big uh for me it's a big um you know a big fundamental problem that i i i i, I see as like really just getting into uh it, it like it's 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 eking its way into the into the the movement so to speak uh yeah. further and further you know like um just as people you know des- desire or need resources it beco- it becomes again like a, a game of justification where it's like i think a lot of people end up wanting to like justify their you know um and i'm not you know no on nobody specific because this is something that i even i struggle with that i'm trying to keep as 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 um honest with my my pursuits and my true pursuits in life is that like trying to find a way to write livelihood you know and if if that means that i'm not filthy stinking rich i don't want to be filthy stinking rich but you know what i mean but that's one of those things that it just really i think it's is it really it just dirties up the spirit in general you know and uh, the love of money is the root of all evil yeah yeah i kind of take like a, a tom barnett approach i heard him say one time where he's like i don't have money i use money when i need it he's like so you could he's like i don't i don't have a lot i don't have money you know he's he's not materialistic either but he's like you could probably find some like 20 something year old kid uh you know just coming out of university and just starting a job or a career who probably has more money than you know tom barnett who he's pretty established right in terms of like his, his level of knowledge and what he does, but it's like people, people just place value and what is important on, on different things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that's one of those things that I don't know, you know, I can't, I, I'm not trying to, I can't get rid of it, but it's definitely one of those, one of those underlying, like, like red flags to, is like just the, the, the like predominance not just like dealing with the fact that you need to, because to me, money is a defense. It's a defense because I'm being forced to use it all the time. Because by you know this court, current, the current, the the fiat system is essentially an attack on humanity. You're and actually so, committing fraud by using currency. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and that's why it's like the the least the, the less I use it, the better. You know. So I definitely don't want to like, you know, um, I definitely don't want to like put all my all my stake into it. And there are a lot of like pretty big like you know you know, influencers in the, in the, in the freedom zone that are, you know, it's not, it's not just like being compensated for what you're doing, but who like it's, there's a lot I've dude, I did like 
a, a pretty big chunk in, in one of the episodes of, of the podcast that I do. And I, I mentioned like this, like prosperity kind of thing, like this, like it's basically like the prosperity gospel, like repackaged um, for, you know, the, you know, the, the digital age. And it's, it's, I'm very wary about it. You know, I'm kind of like repeating myself a lot, but you know, <laughs> oh, it's valid. <clears throat> so we'll see yeah well i mean we'll see where it goes you know it's kind of it's it's scary watching people kind of like head in that direction and um you know when you thought that they were kind of in tune with the main uh message so i don't know i don't know how how unified unified we all uh are in, in general I'm uh I I whenever I hear people using that term too like it, it yeah it right raises red flags for me because it's like well you know yeah. uh anytime I see somebody saying that like pushing that kind of rhetoric of like oh humanity needs to unite and blah 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 mm-hmm. and it's like well okay unity under what exactly I always ask that question and nobody ever has an answer for me. <laughs> uh, unity under what exactly? And, or like somebody might say, Oh, under love. And it's like, uh, okay. So culty, <laughs> I don't think man. so, but all right. <laughs> it gets so culty. It really does. Like you know? we must unite under one common purpose, one common goal. <laughs> it's yeah. just and, like bots, you know? Yeah. And then like, not to take it, not to constantly uh, take it back to, to, biblical perspective or whatever but it's like the last time that humanity was united like that was babel and the in the tower of babel and what happened god fucking destroyed that shit and separated (laughs) people you know separated the nations and confused the languages Hmm. which is actually also the uh from that perspective the origin of where all these secret occult societies started communicating to one another in symbols and signs and stuff because God had confused their languages. Yeah. So. And that's also where the term Babel comes from to confuse. Yeah. Babel, yeah. Right. But, um, Babelers. yeah. And I, and you know, it's like, I definitely, I, um, I hear like when I hear people say it, the like unity, unity, we need unity. I'm like, there's another word for that. It's called conformity, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> unity or another one, collectivism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and to be like, to be completely honest with you, I don't think that, um, I think that a person can, uh, be unified within themselves, um, to the degree that they put the effort to be unified with truth within themselves and yeah. with, you know, with ultimately with the creator and, and then by, by way of the unification internally, and then with, um, our, you know, our actual origin, um, achieve harmony. And that harmony is achieved. It's not to me. That's not unity, though. That's that's the opposite of it. You don't the, in, in in musical terms. Even you don't play one note and then overlay it with a whole bunch of other notes and call it unity. You call that unison. That's just that's a unison, right? It's like mm-hmm. um, harmony is is the using and overlapping of of di- of di- uh, um, diverse tones and um, you know frequencies to create. Um, a stable so there's like stable and then unstable harmonics but it harmony is is achieved through through that that difference right and it's like i don't really want unity i don't want to just be playing the same note being on the same note with every single person i want to be able to um you know that's actually what i think to me what real 
like and that's what individuality is individuality doesn't mean i only care about myself and i don't care about anybody else and i do whatever i want and whatever i want is right for me it's like that's not really individuality i mean you could say that that's like reckless individuality but um individuality is and i've said this a million times on so many different recordings but again individuality in which is not and then dividere which means divided it means to not be divided and it means within, you know, you're not divided within. That means that you actually, in your thoughts, your emotions and actions are actually aligned with essentially the, the actual core um, of uh, the, the source of that. And I think the word source has also become like bastardized oh, by the new yes. word. You know what I mean? <laughs> but literally, I mean, if you think about it, like source means like, it just means the source, the origin, you know, the genesis, the, 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 the beginning. So it's like, um, I, I do, I try to stay, stay away from that word, but it is, you know, unifying with the creator of the universe and the, 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 and then the ideals and fundamentals that come from that. And I think that that's a much more, um, um, you know, I think a viable, a viable unity, but you're definitely not going to sell me on unity because we're all unifying under one purpose when the purpose is that you are the only one responsible for that relationship in the first place. So how can you, how can you unify under a whole bunch of people who are responsible for themselves? That's not really unity in my perspective. Well, and and with this concept of unity as well, and I say like, okay, well, what are we uniting under? If, if we're like seeking truth, well, the the truth divides, it doesn't unite people. Right. And we can, we, we see it on different levels. Um, you know, there's division based on what the truth of the matter is just regarding the, the whole past couple of years uh, of what society has been going through. You know, there's a huge division based on what is the actual truth of the matter. You know, there's people that are believing in and committed to the falsehoods and there's people that are seeing through that and they're seeing the truth. And then even within that side of things, there's, truth like a deeper truth that also divides so that's where you get the difference between you know that the uh the 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 whatever you want to call it uh the particle um is like a, a <laughs> you, you nature's can, you upgrade for you oh it's a spiritual upgrade blah, blah, blah. and then you have <laughs> other people that are like well hold on they haven't even really substantiated those claims that that thing is imaginary as far as i'm concerned and now you have another divider right yeah and then you can you can even there's even divisions between between those groups based on Mm -hmm. you know what the truth is and then there's there's people that will say well we don't really know you know like these are our these are our guesses and then there's other people that might speak you know with more certainty as to what is you know, but there, and that, that just exemplifies that Remy's point that like, you can never really have unity unless it's coming back to this idea of conformity and collectivism. Yeah. I think it masquerades as conformity. It certainly can masquerade, uh, you know, as conformity. And that's, that's the danger in my, in my uh, view, you know, and it goes back to what I was, what I was talking about, you know, the left within the right, the uh, dark within the light, type of thing you have to be very perceptive that you're not achieving the same goal you know on what you what maybe at first you perceived to be good or you know the movement Mm -hmm. there's a lot of that going on and i um 
yeah so yeah i you know when i hear these things like unified it's like well there's nothing inherently wrong with being with division you know no. some th- things have to be separated sometimes exactly. and i'm and i'm kind of glad a lot of a lot of the stuff you mentioned i'm i'm glad those people became separated you know they because they <laughs> needed to be separate the wheat from the chaff you know what i mean and which ultimately i think this whole past two year process is basically on a spiritual level that like that's what's happening yeah you know there's there's not natural selection exists you know what i mean that's there for a reason that people need to be separated you're you know if you're not strong enough you're not perceptive enough your genes will be weeded out of existence that's the way that's just the way it goes I think that natural selection is kind of like a like in the Darwinian sense, just as a comment on it, is it's kind of like a um, a distortion of 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 the idea of 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 like actual like progress and evolution. That's but that's a whole different con. But sure. I, I yeah I I, I I you know what I mean generally I do I think I I, I agree with the the the, the common sense like the sentiment of yeah that. the principle of like what's right. yeah what's being communicated and, and then as far as like like the idea that. Um, truth divides. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to be exactly how it's going to be within this world. And I actually think that the way that it's described in the hermetic philosophy, and I know, um, I know that, uh, I don't know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I find value in any, you know what I mean? There are things that I find value in, in a lot of, of, of various backgrounds of literature, but the concept within the way it's communicated within the hermetic um, system of symbol or metaphor is that within the created universe, within the physical universe, this is a universe of, uh, of the physical world is, 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 is separated from a certain sense from it's not the substantial reality, the substantial reality being God alone. So there is going to, so truth will of course present the reality of there being division because we are in a world that is divided from its ultimate, um, uh, is not ultimately the the true reality. So, um, so any sense of um, any sense of truth is gonna is gonna show that uh, that the illusion is um, is 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 there. You know. So when or when you're bringing truth to anything, it will it will bring light to the illusion, and it will make the illusion therefore nullified. So um, when you have and and it's a it's 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 a vital and important part of of even human thought to be um to be able to discern that which is from that which is not and that is division right there you know so division is to me again i agree with that it's not it's not um and that, that i think that that aligns you know even from somebody coming from um primarily a biblical perspective at least specifically to to new testament perspectives is that like that that definitely is the case that this is a world you know and i think that in in christianity it's perceived as this is the fallen world we're in the state of the we're in the fallen state so yep. um it of, of course um re, reuniting with or coming to a knowledge of that which is not the fallen um is going to bring that you know that delineation so i mean i don't yeah i'm i'm definitely not and i think that maybe that that's a reason why that whole new age ideology got propagated is because it really by saying, Oh, we're just all going to unify. And then like, everything's going to be all happy. You know, this like, and it's that, that like, um, uh, what do you call it? That's that, that, um, utopia idea is, is definitely like, it's antithetical to the, I think the, um, you know, the, 
the spiritual fundamentals of of existence so um, i agree with that you know, but it, it i can also good, understand why it get, gains traction too because uh it's it's very attractive it's an attractive yeah. idea it's an attractive concept right like it's kind of like uh well we discussed this prior as well like uh with people these quasi spiritual leaders like like alan watts that feed people like this wishy-washy kind of flaky notion of of spirituality without really saying anything of substance Mm -hmm. but it's like you know it's like feel good kind of uh pop spirituality if you will Mm -hmm. and and so yeah it's going to attract people it's going to draw people in because it's it's uh uh, i don't want to say it it almost serves to absolve people of uh you know of that fallen of their fallen state now in terms of fallen state i also a lot of people will conflate that with meaning oh people are inherently bad or evil but that's not the way i uh interpret it but more so again looking at that through my yoga background lens i see it as almost like an equivalent with um this idea of like our fallen nature and our sinful nature is like the equivalent of the ego and ego desires and the desires of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it's, it kind of, it kind of ties into, uh, uh, it kind of ties into this idea of the carnal mind from, from that biblical perspective mm-hmm. and the, the sinful nature of mankind being, you know, the flesh or the, of the, or the ego. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that idea is actually discussed in um, uh, Talmudic or, um, yeah, like Talmudic literature. I think it might be in the Midrash. I, I, I don't, don't quote me on that. But, um, you know, the the idea of, the, there's the idea of the Yetzer HaRa, ha which means the the evil impulse, and then Yetzer HaTov, which is the good impulse. And there's this idea that, um, you know, it, it, there's this... Um, you know, the, there, there's an idea that they, they say that the Yetzer Hara, like the evil impulse makes a, a terrible, a terrible master, but a, but a great servant. So it's like, that's what we're, so it's like, you don't get, you don't get rid of it. And, and it's like kind of, I mean, playing to the idea that like, it's not saying that you're inherently disgusting and it's just saying that you have a part of you that is drawn towards, towards that and you have to keep it in check, you know? So it's like, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think that, um, Overall, I think that's just a, I don't know, man. I think it definitely plays, a lot of these ideologies play into like just kind of, you know, they you get a dopamine hit from shutting your brain off, you know? And so then you don't, you, you oh, well, oh, we're just, just shut your brain off and we don't, and then you're just like, oh, I feel good. So a lot of that type of spirituality yeah. appeals to people because then you don't have to, because that part of you, that, that ego, that Yetzer Hara, that evil impulse, the, um, you know, your fallen state, your flesh is then just free to run, run and, and kind of take the wheels and subconsciously guide you because you're not thinking anymore. So you yeah, could just, yeah. and then, it, and I think that that's, what's the sort of the danger of that, like that fluffy, the fluffy shit, you know? So, yeah. And, you know, I was talking to a friend about this actually earlier today and, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, either extremes on either end are, are, you know, damaging. Um, you can, they, that for me really falls into this like sort of toxic positivity uh, ideology, you know, like it, it can, it can be so positive that it's, 
that it becomes toxic, you know, where you completely deny the other, the other aspect of things. That's not helpful. It's like, you know, everything in balance, right? Or it might lead you to just not contend with it. Yeah. Um, You know, I I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, lectures with Yuri, Yuri Bezmenov, but uh, uh, as part of like the uh, communist subversion sort of playbook, he, he was saying that they were very, very interested in uh, the yogic Hindu philosophy of like this meditation thing where you can just sort of sit and stare at your navel and, and meditate your problems away or whatever, whatever. But they saw it as a useful tool for subversion because what it does is it essentially renders people very passive observers of what's going on and they don't actually engage right. it. And they don't actually contend with it, um, which I found interesting. Uh, and you can talk about the Q movement there too, right? Like a lot, a no lot sound. of sound. You lost you my sound out for a second. Yeah. Oh, I don't know like, if you hit mute, but no, I didn't. Am I good now? No, nothing yet. Really? Oh, oh you're back. There you're, you're back. back. Oh, what the hell? That's weird. I didn't hit anything. Uh, oh, it says my connection is unstable. Hold on. The hell? How's that? Am I okay now? Yeah, yeah, you're there good. Okay. Yeah. I had to turn on Wi-Fi. I don't know what the hell happened. Um, yeah, so I, I, it just made me think of like the Q movement, you know, where the overall message was, uh, you know, sit back and enjoy the show. You know, mm-hmm. the, the military the military is on its way. The white hats are coming to save you. Yeah. Trump is coming to save you. Um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought a little bit, but that was the, the that reminded me of that that whole thing. Yeah. And um, I think it's really interesting, too, because in that Yuri Bezanov interview, he basically says um, he says that they want to completely demoralize people mm-hmm. like people hear that term. And I think that just generally makes people think of like, oh, I, 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 I I'm, you know, it, you, it means that you don't have the spirit to do things. You know, it's like it means to be like di- like this, like discouraged. But it's like to demoralize somebody means that they've lacked the ability to know right from wrong anymore, you know, and so like. You know, like yeah. if you remove the 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 analytical aspect, if you re- remove the idea of a person, you know, um, doing anything about it, then they're not like or knowing anything about it, then they're not going to do anything about it. You yeah. know, and the demoralization thing can also lend to a uh, to instilling in people a sense of of learned helplessness, where they think mm-hmm. it's just hopeless. So why do anything about it? Because mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Yeah. Because you know why 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 bother uh, you know pushing against uh, crypto? Oh, that's the way it's going, anyways, right? <laughs> that sort of thing, or even even just like uh, I, I I noticed it in the past couple of years, at least in Canada, with um, the whole uh, like all the mandates and stuff, and um, and utilizing the judicial system, you know there there's been some ops some psychological operations that went on up here uh where you know the excuse me the person who was bringing a matter uh to court this person was likely a plant and did it in a sense of uh self-sabotage because it creates this notion of um see like all all of our systems are so corrupt you just you can't get justice anymore and blah 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 Mm. blah blah like that sort of a thing. And it acts as a deterrent to people. Or if there were certain businesses that opened up against mandates, um, they would have their agents in place where they would take heavy handed kind of uh, theatrical 
uh, very extravagant and exaggerated uh, um, means of like punishing these people and of shutting down their dissent. Why? Because they're trying to instill that they're trying to demoralize people with this agitation propaganda and they're, they're trying to uh, deter them from sort of following suit and, and, and pushing back against these mandates, you know, it's like a fear technique. Dude, Um, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And it acts as a deterrent and it makes Mm -hmm. people afraid to, to stand up against it. And, and uh, that they're not, they're not going to be willing to take the, the risks. I've always had that feeling like, you know, I've seen a a few different stories. There's, you know, one notable figure here runs a gym or or there's another one like a pub or something uh, where, you know, they were like the main figures being persecuted for keeping their businesses open. And there was all these like kind of really overly heavy handed measures taken against them, you know, that didn't really seem (laughs) illegal, you know, and then and they, of course, amassed this like huge following and um you know one of them pled guilty for some reason for opening the doors to his own business and he was online telling people like don't you know don't show up to court with any cameras like make sure you don't film it or anything and it's just like i i get a you know red flags when i when i hear stuff like that and i see these these figures who are like overly persecuted and i i just think that that's so valid that you that you brought that up um yeah and and honestly i think that like when and it's always those those characters always end up not always but um, a lot of those you know figures end up running for office one of them is um, running for office i don't know way (laughs) yes he's running for he's running for i don't know senator or something wow i don't i I think i'm just if somebody does that they're at the very least they're very misguided like in my, in, in my honest assessment, yeah. like I, first of all, I don't trust somebody's judgment if they think that the solution to this is to get involved in politics. I'll just, be, I'll just be straight. <laughs> no. I will be straight up about that. I don't care who, I don't care who that is, whoever that is, who thinks the solution to this is yeah. to get into politics. I just by default and like, I will, I'll, I'll assess it again, real, realistic, logically and be like, is it, maybe it isn't. And I always come to the conclusion. It's like, that's an absurd thing. You're, you're misguided at least. And then perhaps there are other you know there are other ulterior motives there i immediately i immediately unfollow when they say like oh by the way i'm running for senate like you're whatever like i immediately unfollowed that person i was like okay like my suspicions were validated yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. i never followed i i just saw reposts and i was just like just from looked at the page and and seeing like you know just the the wording of of a lot of stuff like i i tend to shy away from like really patriotic like yeah people. and like i'm like cool whatever do you do your thing and there are people that i interact with that sort of have that kind of perspective and it's cool like in a lot some of them are, are pretty you know they're pretty cool people and some of them even have really you know valuable things to say but i i just overall especially when they're like figureheads like that i'm just like yeah nah man i'm good like you that, and there's a handful of them that run that but like i definitely yeah that, that's that whole like display of, of punishment. And it's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's like taking the person out into the courtyard and back in the day before they had TVs and, 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 you know, and, and doing the lynchings and the, and the hangings and the, or the floggings or whatever, and, you know, yeah. throwing tomatoes at them and stuff like it's, you know, you, you do it as a way to deter people from, from certain actions. And yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. And there's a big movement here in New York too, where there, I mean, there's a, pretty sizable group of people who just 
uh, took it upon themselves to go into businesses constantly and like get arrested, you know, and all like all day, every day, they were just like playing videos of them getting arrested for like trying to sit down and, and eat at a restaurant. And I'm not saying like necessarily one way or the other, you know, I, I think some of those people are good people. I know some of them, um, but it is kind of, it makes me think, you know, like, why are these people so intent on displaying this, like, you know, heavy handed action against them? And it is like, you know, a deterrent for, for people to, to try and like go eat and, and like actually exercise their, their rights. Yeah. That's a weird thing. Yeah, and and I, what's the follow-up too? So they're doing these videos and they're going in and getting arrested and getting trespassed, but what's their follow-up to that? You know, are they, are they bringing, are they going to bring an action to against these restaurants and stuff that, uh, you know, there was, there was against them or what have you, or like, are they, you know, what, what comes of it essentially? I don't know. All I know is that they were like all the cases, like everything else was dismissed. Like they wouldn't even let them in the courtroom actually. And they got, they got dismissed outright because they're, they're really not, you know, a lot of that stuff, they, they're, it isn't enforceable. Yeah. You know? I just, I think also the thing is in about that, those kind of things is that to me, that's like, that's I've, I've had actual interactions with police in my life. You know what I mean? Like, and I could say like maybe one or two were like basic traffic stops and they were just what they were fine. It wasn't, it wasn't like, a, a, I would never say that, Oh, they were cool, man. They were just seemed like a good guy, but like they were not like overtly like violent or, or, or coercive. And they, they kind of just let me go. But I mean, the dynamic alone is, is ridiculous that I even have to grovel at this dude walking up to my freaking car with a gun on his hip. But so the, the, I think the, the thing that I, 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 I find weird about those videos is that you're kind of, it kind of, I think is like, almost like, it's like encouraging people like, Hey, go start a, basically go start like a, an argument with a cop. Like, you know, it, it, it's yeah. a weird, it's a weird thing to me. I, I think to like, first of all, you, it, it, I don't want to get into, into, you know, weird political ground, but this is something that I will, I'm going to just say it. Cops don't treat every single person the same. They don't treat every type of person the same. So doing that kind of stuff to me is like for, for one thing is it's irrelevant. I'm like, okay, so you got into an argument at a library with, you know, some guy and then the cop came up and then you got away with it because you knew all the legal wording and you were basically lawyered him, whatever, like, but like, and I know not technically lawyer because the lawyers are, you know, but it's it in a certain sense i think it encourages like it encourages first of all to me it's like it's 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 useless like if you're just going there to do it if you know they're going to do it like you know i don't know i guess there's an argument i'm kind of like thinking this out loud as i work i mean there is an argument for like flexing your rights right yeah if if nobody does that then they kind of will get away with it right right it could be like kind of like we were talking about you know it eventually dissolves and you know everybody just accepts this untrue axiom i think that's yeah i think that's a good point too there's also Um, a difference between exercising your right and just going into these places into these businesses just to cause controversy and to cause a scene for like clickbait bulletin board material yeah yeah totally i yeah and I think that that's more of the thing that I have, like a when it when it seems showy like that, then I'm like, you're just basically kind of like saying, "Hey guys, check this thing out." I did. I got guts. Like, right. and back to the idea of um, 
like these plants or whatever, like the, the one major one uh, it, that happened in Toronto, this dude, uh, Adamson Barbecue, where he was like yeah. one of the first only restaurants that was uh, opening up against mandates and this and that. But then he was also the one that got the most heavy handed, uh, you know, sort of slap from the from the state um, because of it where they had like all these cop cars surrounding his, his business. And like, they had these police mounted on horses and all this kind of stuff. And of course, like our quote unquote, mainstream alternative news, rebel news, um, covering it and sensationalizing it and all this stuff. And uh, it turns out that the, all the officers that were there that day were not actually like on duty officers. It wasn't actually the police force that was doing that. It was the, um, turns out, came out that the mayor of Toronto hired off-duty officers as private security to stage that scene. And, uh, and then that, and then it turns out when people dug into the, the guy in particular, business owner in particular, into his family background, he's, first of all, he, he came from a, like an American oil family that migrated to Canada, but, um, he long history of high level Freemasonry involvement. His dad, his granddad, his great granddad, you know? Um, and then when you watch the photo ops and stuff uh, of those events, the symbolism is there. He's arrested wearing the orange hoodie, you know? And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the color orange, but when you put it into the Pythagorean uh, numerology calculator, it comes out 33. It's the only color that, uh really it's numerology is 33 yes and then uh other photo ops that he did he's constantly wearing uh checkerboard uh shit so like like the Uh. he had like a red and black lumberjack kind of a shirt and then a blue and black lumberjack kind of a shirt so you've got the red the blue um and then also the the checkerboard pattern that's shit man i'm wearing red and blue (laughs) <laughs> don't out yeah. me bro <laughs> i'm outing you you got the red and blue plus that black square back there <laughs> come on i also have a little That's bit of strikes. shade on one side of my face don't you know it's two strikes I just noticed if That's you start nice. growing your hair out to cover one one eye that's three strikes you're out <laughs> it's hard it's so hard to avoid everything i never even heard of that orange thing i think uh one time remy gave me shit for having purple light on too and i was like Oh. Bro, after that i was like bro i was like you know what i fucking like this purple light i'm gonna use it again like, yeah. you know, <laughs> some things i just don't want to let them take away from me and they don't have that's i sign thing, all my legal documents with a, a purple pen so <laughs> royal what is it royalty yeah, like, <laughs> like, like the, the color of like the the, the bloodline like the, all the way back to the phoenicians or whatever and right further right. yeah purple but I mean, you know, that's kind of like full circle. I think it's like, you know, when is it just a color? And then when is it like, you know what I mean? When is it a signal? And I think that, yeah. you know, and here's a, yeah, I think maybe this analogy will work. Um, when is it just a color? And when is it just a shape? And when is it part of a, a statement? And it's like a sentence is a whole bunch of words, right? A word is just a word, but, but when you put it in context and that's when you're going to, you know, yeah. and that's when it becomes like, you know what I mean? Like a communicative tool. Like if I just say penguin, like it's like, okay, <laughs> but it's like, 
it doesn't become a statement until you create a sentence out of it. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, being able to figure out when, when, you know, it's actually part of a language versus when it's just a thing, you know what I mean? And also what's being said with, with that language. And, and it is a language. So it's like, if you study the language, learn the language and you'll know who's saying what, why, and it's not really like, yeah. and there's very little interpretation when, when you become fluent in that language, you know, who, who is saying is a, is a big thing and like, you know, deciphering what their other intentions are and, you know, their other actions have been and, you know, who they support. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of things that go into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, like perfect example, I mean, um, I'm going to, I'm going to de, uh, decriminalize myself here on this. I, I do read, I do read, you know, what is, I've, I read, you know, Manly P Hall books and, um, you know, I have quite an extensive library on a lot of the, um, you know, what people would consider a, a, a cult, you know, literature and but i mean i'm not I, I i read it um and there are parts in there when i'm like wow that part doesn't really you know what i mean like that part doesn't check out or whatever to me it's studying so it's not like i'm not like a follower of freemasonry you know what i mean right. i find i find it to be a a useful um uh analysis a useful um exercise of analysis when it comes to reading things because they're you know we're, we're looking at a tradition that goes really far back and then it came from this one and they came from this one and came from this one to me, it's a great way to understand why they're saying what they're saying and when, and you know, when, when it's being used and, and how. So that's, that's why um, I think that like on the, on, on the, in the sense of, um, you know, not just automatically right when you see any person that has a picture with, you know, the, the AOK sign automatically just being like that person worships Satan. It's like, if you want to really get, you know, good at discerning a lot of this stuff, then it's like, you can't get stuck in unidimensional thinking. Yeah. Um, but you know, also, you know, proceed with caution with, you know, yeah. like with anything, you know, and you, so. you have to study to know about it. Right. It's like when That's you right. talk about common law, right. You don't have to believe in the legal statutory system, but it's good to study the legal statute statutes. Right. So that, you know, uh, you know, like how to operate within, uh, know thy so, enemy. Yeah, yeah of and course. ultimately, yeah, and and ultimately, the knowledge differential is what creates that power differential. That's the reason why people are so easy to be controlled is because there are you know ancient, basically ancient psychology that's worked for thousands and thousands of years, and it keeps working because people refuse to look at how they're being controlled psychologically. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's like, or they think that they can't be. They think that they can't be controlled. They think that, you know, yeah. you talk to these people who are, you know, brainwashed into wearing masks and stuff. And they would think that, no, I, you know, I, I did my research and uh, I came to my own conclusions and uh, it's like, Oh, how convenient for you that your own conclusions uh, just happen to be exactly what the government wants from you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Funny how that works. There's, there's always more to be learned, you know, that's, that's the worst possible thing you can do is to stand in one place. Yeah. And also too, like a lot of these, uh, uh, trains of thought or like these ideologies, um, where, you know, I'll, I'll make a comment like, oh, that's Luciferian in nature or whatever. Um, oh, I lost my fucking train of thought. Damn it. That brain fog, man. It's getting yeah. All of us. Um, no way so but anyways uh when i say that it's luciferian i'm also not saying that everything about it is false right 
because just like any other sort of uh, counterintelligence asset or any sort of gatekeeper or anything like that, they need to feed you truth. So there's always there's always some truth there, but then you got to be able to discern where is the subversion mm-hmm. located. Yeah, you know what is it about that um, that leads you astray? So mm-hmm. where's the truth of it, and then where does it lead you astray? So as it pertain, because I always go back to yoga because that's what I'm that's my background, that's what I'm trained in. But when I look at like the chakra systems and like the energy meridians of of the body, you know, like Ida, Pingala, and Sushumna, and all these things, I don't necessarily think that that's false. You know, I think that there's a lot of validity to it. You know, prana is in like our our life force energy or what you know uh, Christians might perceive as like uh, the Real. As, uh, the Holy Spirit, you know, or the, the life gift of deity as yeah. in Hebrew would be like etymological roots of the breath, mm-hmm. right? The breath is the breath was always inextricably tied to the spirit, you know, and it's in the root words of, of all of these different types of words that have to do with breathing or the breath, you know, yeah. to aspire that that root word spire, inspire, conspire. Yeah. That that's the spirit, and then the spirit as it relates to the breath was always defined as the life gift of deity, because in the book of Genesis, God breathed life into man. Right. So it's not necessarily that everything that comes out of that with the chakra systems and the energy systems and, and uh, like some of the, the, the philosophies of these other uh, spiritual systems uh, of belief are all false. Like you're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but again, it's important to discern where, at what point do they start leading you off the path? Right. At what point do they start leading you astray? Um, and that's, that's, that's where I can say like, yeah, yoga is satanic. It is Luciferian, but I, I don't necessarily think that, uh, you know, you shouldn't explore it if that's your, uh, interest. I, I certainly don't think that you should be completely sedentary and not, you know, move and, and stretch and do these things. At least for me personally, like if, if I go to a yoga class, I'm, I'm doing the movements and I'm using it for the physical benefits and whatever, whatever, but I'm also not sitting there like, you know, namasteing everybody <laughs> and, and friggin', uh, you know, chanting and, and doing these mantras and all this kind of stuff. Like, no thanks. Do you think and even that- when I was doing my teacher training, that was always kind of weird to me, and I never really participated in it. I didn't understand why, per se, like why I felt that way. But uh, it why was do just, you feel uh, that way now that it's that it's that it that like chanting or 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 something like that is is not like well because now I, I start to see it as uh as like now now it's I'm starting to cross over into what makes it a divination art, if you will, from like a biblical perspective. You know, when you're doing a chant, uh, yeah, I think mantra, that it's, I think Om, Om Namah Shivaya, I'm basically chanting to Shiva. Mm-hmm. When I look at mm-hmm. the the uh, the the root origin of this ideology and what Shiva represents, which all these Hindu deities, at least to me now, and at the level of, uh, of research and understanding that I'm at, I see all of these Hindu deities: Ganesh, Shiva, Vishnu, Brahma, uh, as like the the Godhead. Um, Hanuman, the, the monkey guy, uh, they're all different representations of, of the biblical fallen angels. And, and I, I view the, the Greek gods and like the Titans and that kind of stuff 
different different representations of the same thing. Same with like the uh, Norse mythology and like Odin and Thor and Loki and mm-hmm. these characters. I, I, I view them now within that context of like, oh, this is just rebrand, rebranded, repackaged uh, different representations and, and deities uh, that are essentially the fallen angels, which came down to earth and, and started teaching man all of these things, all of these different things. Yeah, I see. I I I see what you mean. Yeah, I th- I think that of of like the chanting and stuff, or you know, things that are like high, highly ritualistic like that. I think they be- become really hypnotic. Yeah, and then they like remove. I think to an extent they remove your your discernment and your ability to really reason from like a from like a a, a leveled place. So, which yeah. is an interesting it, it, interesting pullback to the um like that. It's like specifically to like Shiva or whatever, and. I yeah I tend to I I tend to in a certain sense agree that like that those figures some represented at in an ancient time represented specific beings I I, I see it more so now that it represents like a specific um uh I would say like principle or elemental spirit so like whether I, which kind of just goes to the kind of the, d- the debate of whether these were like actual embodied beings or if they were you know what I mean but like yeah, that's yeah. but. Yeah, I, I I I was just curious, and that's yeah. I think that that's kind of similar to why, because I also think that um, you know, ritual on that level is can tend to be um, yeah. I think a little bit. Uh, I would say it's not the utmost. Um, you know, I would say it's not the utmost uh um use of of your mind and spirit and and body. I think that there's definitely more to be said about. I think a balanced, not so like obsessive ritual thing, like with like chants yeah. and stuff like that. But. And it does cloud your discernment and your judgment, like you said, uh, because it, it starts to become culty. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you can look at the, uh, I don't know if you guys ever seen the documentary that came out about that Bikram guy and, and like the, the whole Bikram yoga, like that in itself, at least like not everybody who was participating in Bikram yoga as part of this cult, but the people that were closest to that guy specifically and where he was the one leading the classes and he was the one that was, that was giving them the teaching uh, the people who were closest to him. It did absolutely become a frigging cult, uh, you know, to the point where he was getting away with like the, you know, the typical sort of weird sexual abuse kind of stuff that, that was going on. Wow. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's strange how it, it all leads towards, it almost it always freaking dovetails and leads towards the same thing you know like the bikram is like this high highly regarded venerated figure put on a pedestal and he's above everybody else he's more enlightened than this and that he's almost like a god type of a figure uh to to his followers and uh you know it leads to that kind of degeneracy or and it's no no different really than how these political figures are part of their little friggin cult and their various offshoot secret societies and it, it sexual abuse and that kind of stuff is mm-hmm. rampant in, in those circles as well. Yeah, it's this idea of like apotheosis that they become gods, you know? Yeah. And yes. I mean, the po- yes. politi- yeah, that's the term of self. And that's the other thing too, of when I was talking about what's truth within these ideologies and where do they start to lead you astray? And that's exactly where uh, I, I started to discern in terms of uh, like the Buddhist philosophy or the Hindu philosophy or the yogic philosophy is that um, 
we can attain self-enlightenment and self-apotheosis. And that's like the underlying thing is the this whole notion of ye shall be as gods. And people have always, always sought after that. Well, see, that's, I mean, there's, there's a difference as, as, or like to be in the image of God versus like being the actual, right. I mean, um, so yeah, that's that whole, and, and it's an interesting, yeah, like that, the delineation there. Um, there is actually one of the books that I'm reading right now. Interestingly enough, it's a, it's a, it's a book on, is the one I pulled up and put on the screen earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually addresses that and, and actually denounces that concept as being, um, the idea that being believing that you can become and that you are the creator of the universe itself is she even acknowledges that that's a huge like divergence from from like true you know spiritual principles so mm-hmm. interestingly enough you have a book about that but I no I, I agree with that I actually think that that is one of the the, the bigger issues with um, a lot of and it, it's kind of like under the surface but it, it, eventually you get there and you're like oh okay so I get to be a god too and rule my own planet so, and then you you kind of find it there and that's yeah that's always a little a weird one and uh, I think which is uh, an, an interesting parallel to the political system because there's there's essentially you know we essentially have a ritual where each person gets sworn in and becomes and becomes basically a, a, a god figure and 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 they do it in a big temple that resembles literally an old i mean you have capitol hill capitol right yeah right you have the capitol hill where they're all sworn in and they become the they become the um you know the the makers of law which is what the creator is right and then and then it's literally like capitol hill and then in in um the largest temple of saturn was cap capitoline hill in um you know in in ancient ancient rome or yeah Yeah, but so i think it was wrong wasn't uh or maybe it was Greece, but I, one was Saturn and the, the other was uh, like Jupiter was their, um, their little pagan, pagan God or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't yeah. remember which was which, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And it's funny too, because uh, Capitol Hill, they do, they perform their ritual in front of their, uh, you know, the, the phallus and the, and the, uh, yeah the phallus the the obelisk and the the domed building which represents like the yeah. the chalice right the, the female uh yeah polarity there yeah and then um and then and they call it congress which <laughs> congress is another term for sexual union so right so it's like yes yeah good one yeah and see that and that's another yeah so that's another thing too it's like does that mean that unifying the male and the female is inherently negative and is is evil and that like the male and female coming together and unifying to create is is evil it's like no it's that's that inversion principle though they they embody these things that they know um you know that sing to our spirit and and then they and they but they do it in a way where they're not out they're not being forthcoming about what it represents they make it behind the scenes so that it keeps you in like this sleepwalking state and you're, you're for some reason drawn to it because they're becoming proxy versions of, of these general archetypes that we recognize and, you know, inherently within our, within our subconscious and spirit. And by keeping it on that subconscious level, just constantly cyclically pulled into this, into this hypnosis, you know? So, and, and it's always that it's always done in that inverted way. That was an interesting point of the uh, how they how they twist and subvert the like the um, the union of 
the male and female or the masculine and feminine where again that's that's like a gift from god which creates life mm-hmm. but what they want to do with it is they want to merge the the male and the female into androgyny into which is what is, is yeah. represented as their their deity the baphomet and like mm-hmm. that's the the push for this transgenderism thing and the gender bending and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is, is uh there there's your perfect example of taking something yep taking something and inverting it and flipping it and and essentially perverting it mm-hmm. and you know when i say pervert i'm not i'm not talking about uh you know perverted as in like oh this dude's like a creeper type of uh thing um but yeah pervert in its truth like sense of the word right like, yeah um which I'll, I think I'll, I'll pull it up quick to go to change uh co-op it co-op. to turn someone aside from a right belief to a false or erroneous one to distort natural order to misdirect to misapply justice, law, truth, mm-hmm. etc. So you're you're um, this that was the late 14th century uh, meaning of it, and then in Latin, I'm probably butchering this pronunciation. Uh, pervert, pervertary, pervertary to overthrow, yeah. to overturn. Hey? Yeah, yeah, because vertere itself means to turn, to turn back, to convert. Yes. To, yeah. So that, yeah, yeah, that's so that's what I mean when I say when they try when they pervert things. Right. Yeah. So you, I mean, yeah, you have this general idea of like, of, of unifying what is, you know, classically seen as like compassion with action, like knowing, knowing not to take action when it isn't, when it isn't from a place of compassion, which is what the unification of, um, of, you know, the masculine and, and, and feminine principles within oneself is to represent. And then it just becomes a literal thing where it's like, now it's like, yeah, like you were saying, like it's, and now it's becoming like literally turning you know, the physical self into, into the opposite. So, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's always that, it's always that inversion, man. It's like, it's the script. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's their freaking playbook. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And so again, circling back to using discernment in terms of like uh, certain people who are espousing these same underlying ideologies are they doing it purposefully or are they doing it unwittingly? You know, like, cause people can be deceived, you know, yeah. we're all capable of being deceived, you know, and, and most of us who are waking up to any level of, of truth, um, you start to realize like, wow, yeah, I can be easily fooled or I could be easily led astray. Yeah. You know, I don't think people realize how, how easy it is sometimes, you know, these, I think these people, a lot of the big figures in the, in the movement, like, you know, they gain such a following and they, they start to think of themselves as like infallible. Um, And, you know, I can see in a lot of them where they've lost their discernment. Um, You know, you can kind of develop an ego over things and, and forget, you know, where discernment ends and begins. Um, It certainly doesn't, uh, it doesn't end with your wallet um or 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 your friends you know or i mean just because people are nice to you or you know what i mean it's very important to like always um stay sharp stay on your toes yeah stay sharp and then there's also an element of humility in that as well yeah you know so like even if you are 
developing a following, you know, and it's, it's genuine and it's organic and whatever, whatever. Uh, I always, I always say uh, to, I, I use this for myself too. Like, because when I was uh, teaching, teaching my classes and whatever, whatever, I would always have people telling me like, Oh, you're like the best in the, you're the best teacher in the region. Uh, after doing your class, I can't do other people's classes. And it's like, well, thank you. I appreciate that compliment, but I will never say that about myself, you know? Yeah. And it, it comes back to like, never believe your own hype. The second you start believing yeah. your own hype, well, you know, pride comes before the fall and the fall can be very, very long and hard. I, I learned that being in the acting industry, you know, I think that's one of the first things people lose is their, their humility. You know, success takes you where character can no longer sustain you. Um, that's a, that's a big thing. And I, and I would, I've always been really grateful in achieving some like low level success in that arena because I, you know, you can actually catch yourself kind of turning into like a disgusting person. (laughs) And if you're, if you're lucky and perceptive enough, you'll, you'll catch it, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you'll, you'll realize that you need to inject a lot more humility into your life. And that's, that's the way that you should, that you should always be. Yeah. No, similar, similar kind of experience with me in, in the music, you know, world. Yeah. Yeah. Those you look at, I looked at myself and I'm like, Oof. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. Some people never catch that. Um, and it ha- yeah, it doesn't only, it, don't, it doesn't just happen in the arts and, you know, music and entertainment. It, it happens in the, in the truth movement. It happens um, it anywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Can whatever your token is, you know? Yeah with your supervisor or your foreman, you know, like, yeah, it happens, yeah. It happens anywhere. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. You know, that type yeah. of thing too. The more Frank, power. Look, at, look at how many people just like reveled in this freaking ability to tell people, Oh, you have to wear a mask and to be able to exert oh, yeah. just that level of false authority and false power over, oh, over yeah. people. Like yeah. the narcissism. Really? Up. Yeah. People yeah. Loved it. Yeah. They loved it, man. Oh, it was said so, they turned people's narcissism up like, you know, a million notches and they're like, ugh. again, yeah. they, know how, they know how to play people, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. These people know what they're doing. You know, they studied, they did the whole MK ultra thing. They, you know, they've studied human psychology, you know, mm-hmm. before we all made it to this planet. <clears throat> um, yeah. Well, Do you I don't have know. any other uh, points, talking points that you wanted to address. Um, I don't know. I, I was, yeah, I was about to wrap it up. We were going almost three hours here. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> but, um, if you guys have anything else to mention, uh, go for it. I think I'm, I think we've made some good points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If not, let people know where, uh, where they can check you out. I know Remy, you've got like music lessons going on. I know you've got your own podcast and Chad, I don't know what you're up to. Uh, online not much like i mean i have my uh i have my instagram account and my youtube channel um on the youtube my instagram account has taken a complete 180 from what it was uh <laughs> if you if you scroll down to like 2018 um but uh actually you're talking about how uh things have like people's narcissism has been cranked up um <laughs> Joey B tunes does great commentary on that in terms of like social media culture and like people just being thirsty for going viral. 
with like their TikTok videos and whatever, whatever, where like they're, you know, they contribute absolutely nothing, but it, it, it what they're posting just uh, kind of serves their narcissism and vanity and like attention seeking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when on my Instagram page, when you scroll down far enough to where my, all my content was just yoga related, uh, I had like a two year gap where I just did not, my, my account just went quiet and I just didn't post anything. And it's because I was like, I actually took a moment to kind of take a, a step back and reflect. And it was around the time where all those social media guys, like the creators of the platforms were like, yeah, we developed these apps to try and suck as much of your attention and energy as possible. Um, and to yeah. like, it, it was like a, that dopamine feedback loop or whatever. Like that was the intention behind how they were designing these things. Um, and uh, to appeal to that aspect of people. And so I started looking at my own content on my Instagram page in that light, like, Holy fuck. Like what, a, what am I really posting? You know, just pictures of myself doing like these crazy circus fucking moves, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, and then for what reason, you know, am I really contributing anything? What am I saying in my words? Uh, you know, and back then it was a lot of like, yeah, I mean, maybe I'm being too self-critical, but I thought it was like a lot of that Alan Watts kind of, you know, wishy-washy false quasi spirituality shit, uh, in terms of the wording and then my posts themselves were i would attribute it as like yeah just i'm feeding my own vanity you know like a a, i do one like some movement sequence and and it gets tons of likes and then it's like okay what am i going to do next to top that now right Hmm. and so i had to take a step back and just be like shit why am i doing this am i recognition seeking am i just attention seeking doing this stuff and then so i just let my page go quiet for two years and then you know uh the the pandemic pops off and i took that's where i took a completely different route and started using my account to uh shed light on things so i have that which you're not probably not going to get much out of my instagram account anyways maybe people will because i started doing those uh those live chats with people Hmm. um people like pete and and uh Dave Cromar was a good one. I, I, I did a talk with Chad too. Um, Chad Kilgore. Um, who's that? Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> uh, I've never and, met Chad uh, Kilgore. I've never talked to him. I feel like I'm cool. the only one. He's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we had a good, we had a fun chat actually. It was awesome. And then uh, I have my YouTube channel. So uh, I'm rambling, but my YouTube channel, uh, if people wanted to, you know, try out some classes. Uh, my girlfriend and I had posted a, a few different movement classes, mobility classes, yoga classes of various, uh, and it's all free. You know, we just uploaded you any it, bundles. You, know? you don't have any bundles that I could take advantage. I don't know. I don't have any bundles. Actually, you know, what's funny is, uh, we were, so the way that we were approaching it was, uh, just by donation, we set up a PayPal account. Um, you know, so just like I, I approach my uh, community classes, like in the park or out, out on the beach or whatever, it's pay, pay what you wish uh, by donation only. And then we were going to start putting together like specific programs. 
and then putting that behind uh, like a paywall on a, on our own site. But then we just ended up losing our spaces uh, because of the constant like on and off, on and off shutdown or lockdowns or whatever. Mm-hmm. We uh, slowly lost like all of our filming spaces and we don't really have that kind of space at home. So it's kind of taken a hiatus, but there's still, there's still like some, some content up there that people can enjoy and, and get into if you, if you're into that sort of thing. I might have to check that out yeah. myself. And as a disclaimer, like my style of teaching is very uh, eclectic. So most people who are kind of like yoga purists, well, don't, some do like my classes because it's different from what they're used to, but others who are just like stuck on, this is yoga, this is how I practice, you know, they don't do, do well with my style of class because I'll incorporate movements that I learned from like jujitsu or, or other martial arts classes or disciplines and uh, different modalities mm. um, and I incorporate it into how I teach my yoga so a lot of people will say oh he doesn't it's not yoga but I'm fine with that it's like whatever he can actually do the okay symbol with his toes I've seen it lots of Illuminati <laughs> moves yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah what about you uh, Remy um yeah, I just got my, I got my, my Insta, Instagram is like the only social media thing I got. I got, you know, I'm doing like, uh, I was, I was teaching before all this stuff started, um, you know, cracking off. I was doing music lessons, um, at a place out here. Um, but I'm trying to like, you know, get back into that because it's, I feel like it's a valuable, a valuable edu- form of education. Um, and so, I, I mean, I'm doing that, but like I, I, a big chunk of my time is also uh, like researching and preparing for like the podcast that I do so um we don't put out like weekly episodes we kind of choose a topic we we dig into it and then we we try to um you know really go into depth on it on each episode so that's uh we I think we're on like one every few weeks right now but um uh preparing for that so it's called arcane liberation radio um and uh yeah and then you know remy period vega on on uh instagram it's like you know if anybody wants to just chat or challenge me to and you know it's a a disagreement um you have a civil disagreement if we'd like or (laughs) agreement or whatever yeah so i mean i'm that and then if anybody's interested in you know learning some music stuff and you know it's kind of it's it's a it doesn't it's a it's a weird world where they're, they don't really super perfectly converge. I, although I've been reading some interesting stuff, finding some intersection between um, some of the stuff that I, you know, that I focus on with like natural law and stuff and some books on music theory that's for some reason mentioned it. Um, so yeah, there's interesting stuff there, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So yeah, if anybody's interested. Excellent. And uh, I am, as always, uh, you can check me out on a light on podcast on Instagram. We do some lives on there as well sometimes, which is a lot of fun. And um, I'm not really posting on on YouTube in case anybody's I always get people asking me or telling me they're following me on YouTube. I've I've stopped posting full episodes on there. You can find me on bitshoot.com slash a light on. I'm on all major podcast platforms for audio, Apple, Spotify, um, but yeah, for video bit shoot and odyssey and, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast, please, uh, yeah, share it with your friends. It's free. Share it with your mom and dad and sister and, uh, your grandmother, whoever. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thank you guys for, for coming by. I think that was a really oh, good chat. Um, 
have you organized a, a day with uh, Jim Bob yet? Uh, no, he just had a baby. He, he's, yeah, he, he said he'll, he'll come on the podcast, but, uh, yeah, once, once he's kind of situated with the, with his new, uh, baby. Um, so I got to reconnect with him, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a fun one too. Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. That guy. Yeah, he is good stuff. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to end the recording here. At least we can kind of hang out and say goodbye or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming by. Good, good stuff. Thanks for having me. The information presented in this program is not intended as legal, health, or nutritional advice. It is provided for informational purposes only. Alighton does not endorse nor accept responsibility for any statements, views, or opinions expressed by its guests.